This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Mike Suderman returns to talk more sci-fi with me as we review the Alien Quadrilogy. Welcome. Hi. Uh, it's been a while. It has been. Yeah, you've uh, had a bunch of episodes that have uh-huh. been great. Uh, there's been some singing. Uh, there has been some singing. <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of great stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm glad you've been listening and then yeah. you decided to actually come back and be like, this is some good stuff. Well, you know, I, I felt like I, I got the show off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. And then for the first four movie episode, I figured, well... Who else is gonna handle it? Especially since it's sci-fi, I, I know you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get into it. So I, it had to be yes, yeah. yeah. You were yeah. a good choice. I must admit, yes. I, I appreciate you, you understanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Alien Quadrilogy is the first four movies in the Alien universe: Alien, Aliens, Alien Three or Cubed, depending on which way you want to look at how it is in Alien Resurrection. Alien colon Resurrection, I think. Yes, yeah. Alien Colon Resurrection, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and, um, you know, the movies span, what, from 1979 to... 97. 97, that's yeah. a t- long time period. Um, but, I mean, Star Wars have been going on for how long? So, who knows? Well, Star uh, Wars fits and starts, though, right? It's like uh, that's six true. years or five years or something, and then, like, they go dark for... 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they come back for a yeah. little while and then they just go crazy, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, this is one of those, like, sci-fi series that, you know, people love. It's good. Um, it's being destroyed right now. But, you know, <laughs> like with Star Wars, it happens. Maybe maybe they'll have another reboot and then it'll be good again. Tell me what you really think. <laughs> um. But I think the uh, the best way to go through this, I guess, is in chronological order. Yeah. Um, because this is a very complex, thick and heavy universe. Not like, not unlike, I should say, the uh, alien goo that they like to leave everywhere. Um, so <laughs> Are you saying it's a viscous series? <laughs> it is so viscous. It really disturbs like me. Word. It just really disturbs me how... Everybody comes across the goo, and instead of just like sticking a finger in it, they always have to stick their whole yeah. hand and just go through their whole finger so you see it web, and then they're just like, ew, this is disgusting. What is yeah. wrong with you? Ugh. I, I, in my head canon, it's, it's some sort of alien pheromone that like caused them not only to do that, but just to stop where there's clearly been aliens very recently. And yeah. they're like, this seems like a good place to like, just stop and stare at the ground for a little while. And like, not pay attention to yeah, your surroundings yeah, and hang so out. Maybe it's a little bit like um, toxioplasmosis that cats give, where <laughs> like it makes uh, it, it's like a parasite that makes mice less afraid of cats, so that they'll. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what it's called, like you do, but good I, for I you. I only remember it because it's from Trace Spotting, and it, some guy dies of it. Oh, seriously? It's, 
Yeah. I don't. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I have to rewatch Train Spotting well, just for when that. When you get hit the T's on the series, call me back. <laughs> it's gonna be a little while for now. You're gonna have to wait a bit. You gotta pick up the pace. Yes. Yeah, oh okay, we're gonna do twelve movies a week. Good. Okay, we're gonna Good. make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with 1979's Alien. Of course, mm-hmm. directed by Ridley Scott, and we get introduced to our heroine. Um, Sigourney Weaver and Ripley, you know, it's yeah. amazing. She's so great. She is. Um, one thing, one thing I like to say about the first two movies is they are masterclasses on how to make a good sci-fi film in two very different ways. Yeah. And when you watch the first Alien movie, I actually, I was like, no, this should be fine. It's eleven o'clock at night. I'm gonna throw an Alien. I'm all good. You know, it's an old movie. Whatevs. <laughs> so, and then I didn't sleep for the next day. It's fine. It's completely fine. But that's because this movie is so good at creating, um, like, atmosphere and yep. just that heavy tension throughout the whole thing from the use of, especially, like, their sound and the quiet and just the general environment and how people move. Oh, yeah. I found, like, I still find it almost oppressive in a way when you're yeah watching. yeah it's it's weird because um like one just about going back to the sci-fi thing about like how to make a good sci-fi movie mm-hmm. the amount of world building that happens in the first like 10 minutes is without like some annoying info dump or like mm-hmm. it's something something really expository is just yeah. like they wake up from cryo sleep they're they're like eating crappy cereal in mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Uh, we know they're they're in the spaceship, but they're they're talking about like the bonus situation, and they're just talking about uh, the the things that they're talking about. Clearly indicate that this is not Star Trek. This is not like a a, a ship at sea with uh, you know a master and commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this, these are like people who are answerable to some distant corporation mm-hmm. and and they're all they're all just grunts doing their job which, yeah which like, is amazing which, like, yeah but and... but like it's all communicated without being like a lot of like you get so much about the the world and the characters mm-hmm. just organically which well yeah because so cool. there's no hand holding for the audience in this movie like they're not taking you through like this is this this yeah. is this and that's who these people are and this there's no hand holding it's the story is told completely visually, and if you get it, you get it, and if you don't, you don't. But at some point in time, you know, if you don't get it at the beginning, all you really need to know is people on a spaceship, and then aliens show up. Yeah. If you get those three points, you're good to go. Right. And that's what's great about this movie, where I've probably seen this movie quite a few times in my life, and every single time I watch it, it's like watching it again. Like mm-hmm. for the first time, you know, and that's what I love about it. I really did like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's just enjoyable. Like my notes peter out about halfway through because I'm just like, oh, I'm now I'm just watching the movie. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I'm like too absorbed into it. Yeah. Um, but like, there's just there's so much there, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna talk. Like you, you mentioned the oppressiveness of the environment, and it's great because like this is a spaceship that is both really spacious in a lot of ways like there, there's huge ducts and things mm-hmm. but also like really cramped in other places and so they set that up very early when there's just like stuff breaking and the the mechanics set like all the 
uh, coolant valves spraying everywhere and they're like oh you know the ship's broken forever <laughs> unless you give us uh you know maybe we should talk about our, our bonus situation yeah again. and she um, just walks it she's like no okay yeah. fine just yeah, fix yeah. it yeah 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 and, th- and then it's yeah it's just it, like the 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 atmosphere of the lived in grimy spaceship mm-hmm. is, is so good and then and we get so much of who the characters are just in terms of how they're interacting interacting with each other mm-hmm. where like Ripley were introduced to her as uh the third officer and of of seven people so it's like she's not she doesn't have that like gritty charm of like just the working people and that like the the I, I know they're not really military but like kind of the enlisted men versus mm-hmm. the officers but then also she's like the lowest rank of the officers so she has to she's she's taking shit from both directions is what i'm saying she's middle management yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and like there's just a weariness about her that she's just like uh i got to deal with this too <laughs> well she's not but that's the thing she she is not like She's not mean, but she isn't particularly nice either, you know? Um, And she's clearly trying to be in this very middle ground where you're like, I'm going to be pleasant to everybody, but I'm not anybody's friend. Right. So the whole time, it's like you're not rooting for her. You don't think she's going to do anything interesting. Like, you meet the captain, and he's... He's chill. He's pretty relaxed. He's like, whatever. Then you meet the grunts, the, the guys that are the engineers, and they're just all grimy, and they just talk whatever they feel like saying. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, like, you know, the doctor who's, um, or the, what is it? Science officer, yeah. Ash, who is, um, who's the just completely monster. uptight. <laughs> Spoiler. And then there's the other two who's just kind of there. They don't really do anything, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's true, like, within, like, the dynamic of the people on the vessel is very, it's very familiar and specific, but in just this strange environment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I've I've heard that uh, as, as advice for storytelling in genres, uh, like, genre films, but also, like, all over the place, where... If you, if you have one kind of out there idea that's the focus of the story, mm-hmm. you want to make the other areas more familiar to the audience. So you don't, mm-hmm. you, like, we, we have this crazy, we're about to embark on this crazy alien adventure where, where like, this monster that's never been seen before on screen is about to, like, terrorize people and it's got this bizarre life cycle. Like, that's the thing that you want to spend all your exposition on, budget yeah. It like like with your like audience's you know patience on mm-hmm. instead of like oh and also there's like a weird hierarchy in the future and also there's yeah I have some notes about Alien Three that's what I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> but uh, okay um, but like that's why like the these are these are kind of very arch kind of people they they get more nuanced as the movie goes some of them do yeah uh, but like but. Very quickly, we're like, ah, this is the loud, loudmouth engineer. Oh, this is the, like, um, uh, you know, kind of cowboyish captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is the cold, calculating science officer. We know these people right away, mm-hmm. and so we don't have to spend a lot of time gathering, like, learning those bits of the world, like figuring them out. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Like, like, why not use people that people are going to recognize so mm-hmm. that you can you can. Focus on the really interesting 
Yeah, and they do it so systematically that you don't even realize you understand the characters completely or their environment until, you know, the scary stuff happens. Because when you're introduced into the film, the ship they are in cryostasis, right? Mm -hmm. And they're asleep. The ship is quiet and then it starts to come to life. It's waking them up. And it's lots of shots of just kind of like, you know, vessel sounds and it's just empty corridors being lit up. And there's absolutely nothing scary about it, right? You're just like, oh, this is an interesting space and that's an interesting space and what's over here? And, you know, it's just showing you the ship, yeah, right? But then there's a complete juxtaposition to by the end of the movie where those quiet spaces that are lit exactly the same way are now these terrifying places to be, especially if you're by yourself or especially if if they're empty. You're just like, I don't think I want to go down there. All the lights are on. Everything's there. But you are just like, no, Mm -hmm, that is mm -hmm. not a place to be. And I like how they managed to balance that feeling without really doing anything, if you understand what I mean. It's it's literally just a a balance of showing the space the there's, spaces before and after the alien is introduced. Yeah, they're doing a lot with the the set. They're doing a lot with the the photography, and they're doing a lot with the direction. But they're doing very little with the like script. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's a very it's a when they talk. There's a lot of talking, yeah. but there's long stretches of pretty much silence. It's just atmosphere. It's the ship. Yeah, you know, um, and they do a lot of um scenes. What I thought was really interesting where. You're like you're they're out searching the ship, for example. Yeah. Um, they're walking around and you can hear them talking, but the camera's not on them. You can't see them. They're in other spaces somewhere. So it's like you're the alien figuring mm. them out. Okay. Compared to you are part of their group looking for the alien. Right, right, right. So you get like a different perspective of it, and I think that also helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so so all that about the ex, uh, exposition and the, the establishing shots of the ship. Uh, the actual reveal of the alien ship mm-hmm. is so... Fantastic. It's obviously yeah. amazing. Like the the um, incredible spacesuits that are just like super cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love the, the costume design of them uh, where, where they're just like... They feel clunky, but also like highly functional, and they're just like not pretty in any way. Yeah, they um, look. Yeah, they really do just look like everything on that suit is serves a purpose. It's not supposed to be pretty. Yeah, You're not yeah, supposed yeah. to do like a runway in it. You're right. just supposed to go out, get a little gritty in space, go back home. Yeah, to go. yeah, and yeah. Uh, it just matches the ship with its like. Uh, we didn't really care as long as it kind of held together. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and then like the uh, like there's some handheld shots while they're like stumbling over the rocks to mm. the signal. Are those are those the shots that are like from inside the people? Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so you just like there's like claustrophobia there and like the the, the oppression you're talking about like yep. very much so there. Mm-hmm. And the and then it zooms out or I don't think it's there's a zoom. It reveals the giant. Ship. curved ship mm-hmm. and this crazy thing yeah and uh oh it's just it's so amazing to see and like not like you say none of it's explained so you, you it's just this utterly truly alien thing with this crazy 
German genius that designed this. Yeah. Like, um, what, what I, one of the things I really liked about it, too, was the fact that a lot of these effects, like even like the long shots and all that kind of stuff, have aged so well yeah. in this movie. Like that long shot should have looked like, you know, like a background painting kind of thing that they used to do and everything. But it didn't. It actually like still looked like they were there and in the thing. and Yeah. Like, yeah, it didn't look perfect. I get it. But you still got that proper feeling. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. 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 My, uh, there's a couple of things that I didn't think aged quite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the thing, one of the things that always gets me is after the chest burst mm-hmm. happens and then the, the like baby alien scuttles away and it's, it's like just sliding along the ground without really moving. Yeah. It's just super like yeah. awkward <laughs> and, uh, I mean, whatever. It's it, like at that point, you're just like, oh my god, something busted out of the guy, uh, yeah. guy's chest, which is incredible. I mean, that is the thing is, is that is such a climactic moment, and the fact that that one effect is pretty much the effect that has aged the worst. Yeah, like it's a practical effect, and just the angles are wrong. Like you can actually like when he it bursts out and he slides across the table, you can actually see the thing coming out of the table, oh under yeah, the thing, uh, moving across and stuff, and you're just like. Oh, you ruined it a yeah, little yeah. bit. But what's uh, great is that the actors sell it because oh, they sell they, it. Well, the, like yeah, apparently, uh, at least um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the the other female uh, character. Um, if I had her name written yeah, down, I would have. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the 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 actress who who plays her apparently like. Uh, passed out and like injured her head when really? that happened. Uh, Navigator allegedly. Lambert. Uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. Lambert um, uh, is is a uh, like because I guess they they didn't do a trial run of mm-hmm. the effect, so when they did it, they no one like knew people knew it was coming, but they didn't know what exactly was going to happen. And oh, it was so a it was a pretty like real visceral, reaction. Yeah. yeah oh, so that okay. Helps. <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah that that does explain a lot of that scene then because yeah. there is a lot of just kind of um proper frantic panicky behavior because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like what is what is going on what do i do like because if you watch the people around them it just kind of looks like they're like what yeah what, Did, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i mean that that makes a lot of sense now i just thought it was like oh they're really good actors like no yeah. they just they were legitimately like i don't know what's going on right right so that works yeah, I mean, yeah. also i don't want to skip over the fact that i uh, i can't believe like every time i watch the movie I am more outraged that they break quarantine. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, it's a sci-fi horror movie. Of yeah. course they just like that. Yeah. Every time I'm like, no, listen to Ripley. She's yeah. the only one who makes, makes sense. sense. But the thing is, you know why they break her. Like you find out later in the movie because Ash is actually an Android who's under instructions. Well, okay. Here's the thing though. It's cause it's not just Ash. Mm. It's Dallas. Dallas should have known better. Yes. The guy like, like everybody should have known better. Mm-hmm. Ash is the one. You're right. Who pulls the tr- the thing? But I mean, we can go. Let's maybe sidestep the rabbit hole of about how this entire movie is a, about a woman trying to like explain to men that there is danger and that she should be listened to, and yeah. they constantly shut her down. Yes. Uh, like like that is basically the <laughs> like movie. Yeah. The, the thing. But like that that particular scene, and that's why like it's 
for me, it's important that it's not just uh, Ash. It's like it's Dallas. It's everybody on that ship is yelling is just... at her to just open the door, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah." And I love the fact that she actually keeps her calm the whole time. It's she's so like, good. instead of yelling at them, "You listen to people." No, she's like, "No, you don't understand. That is a parasite." We need to like do quarantine. You can affect the whole ship and blah 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 blah. Yeah. They're screaming and yelling at her. Just yeah. open the door and you you have to realize you know protocol and blah. And she kept her calm the whole time. Yep. And then Ash opens the door and I'm just like, no. So, so yeah, but but like she keeps her calm like even further. The the I would I would say that like the. You can like look at that scene with the with the quarantine and the opening as like the complete opposite of the final scene where she's in the the shuttle mm-hmm. and the aliens there and she can see it and it's like in the quarantine scene where uh, they're tr- everybody's trying to get him in everybody's shouting uh, and she's the only one who stays calm and is is like no I there's a procedure we follow the procedure and that's it mm-hmm. skip to the end. She notices, like, she sees that the alien's there, and she's able to so, so calmly, like, that oppression Mm -hmm. that you talk about is, like, it's the climax of the movie. It's, like, you know, pressed against your face at that point, the oppression. But she's, like, calmly suits up. Yeah. Calmly activates the the airlock. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. Like, the, if she was somebody who was going to panic or wasn't going to follow procedure or like whatever. Lambert. Yeah, yeah, like Lambert. Like, like oh, anybody. I bad about her. Yeah. Oh, like anybody would, would have just immediately b- fell into pieces there. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's that more than her badassery that saves her in this movie. It's her, well, her like... and yeah, and that's the thing with uh, the, the movie. There's a lot of like screaming and throwing things at the alien and the trying to shoot and stuff. And she's like... No, we need a plan. We need to yeah. figure out how to do this. Let's do this thing. And then finally, when there's only two um, two other people left, they listen to her. They get killed, sadly. But they finally listen to her. It was a good plan. But, like, it took that amount of time. Like, it took, what, four people dying for anybody to listen to her. Yeah, so, so specifically it takes Dallas dying, which is her superior officer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so once he he dies, she's like, I'm in charge now. Yeah. Like because it's it's like both procedural and also required for the story. Yeah. Like yeah. like so that's why one of the reasons why I think it, it works so well. Like I like that Ripley is like, listen, we need to like or like I, I at least see see in her that she's like following wants to follow procedure as much as possible because like the quarantine rules are there for a reason, would have saved a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. Um a lot, a lot. If you consider <laughs> the other everybody who dies in all the other movies right. too. That's true. Um, that is very true. But uh, uh, the um, the the fact that once she is like a, officially the the ranking officer on the ship again, she is just like, this is what's gonna happen, Ash. I'm gonna override your uh, access to mother, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get my own answers, and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that makes sense. And... I, it makes sense to me mm-hmm. for her in this movie. I don't think that carries through the rest of the other movies, but mm-hmm. uh, at least for this one, I I like I like to believe that one of the things Ripley is is like a, a steadfast believer in in order. She really is. Yeah. Uh, she she is a person who 
knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. wants people to listen to her so she can do what she needs to do, and people don't. Yeah. And, like, you see that through all of the movies, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, and But also, a majority of the people around her are men, and all of the men always think they know better than she does. Yep. And that's a frustrating thing. And then until, like, half of them die or whatever, nobody listens to her. And it's very... I mean... I guess as a woman, I'm used to it or something. I don't even know. But I mean, it, it's part of like the whole women's movement that's happening right now. It's that you're like, no, we know what we're doing. We can do the things if you just let us do it. Yeah. And people like, and men especially won't let that happen. Or certain men, I should say. Not all men. It's fine. Um, trying to be politically Hashtag. correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like it's it's like the whole time she just keeps like she's like no, if we do it this way, the guy's like no, let's just go crazy. I'm like yeah, they go crazy, but that didn't work. Then the next guy's like no, let's just do this other crazy thing. They do that other crazy. It doesn't work. There's no other men. They're like, what do you want to do, Ripley? Let's do the thing I said <laughs> to do in the first place. Yeah, well, it's like well, we didn't. You didn't listen to me about the quarantine, but uh, how about you make some flamethrowers? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so true. Can't remember if that's her idea or not, but I'm gonna uh, choose to believe it is. I'm I'm choosing to believe it is as well. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, eh, flamethrowers are cool. Yeah. So there's a couple of things in the movie that actually remind me of other movies. Okay. Um, one of the things specifically I noticed in all of the Alien movies is they start pretty much the same way as all Star Wars movies, as in they're tracking a spaceship, right, like, under it and stuff, and. I don't know why I've never realized that before, but I guess because I've watched these back-to-back closer together than usual. And as soon as the first Alien movie started, and they do, like, the under-tracking of their ship, the Nostromo. Right. And they, like, stop on the the engines at the back, and then they go into the ship, and it's just like, this is Star Wars. What's happening? Am I right. already watching the right <laughs> <laughs> There was also the fact that John Hurt... Um, so the first movie we did was 1984. Yeah. And John Hurt's in this movie as well. This movie was only made five years before 1984, and he looks so much younger. Um, I don't know if that's from, like, it, it was, like, makeup in 1984 or something, but he looks so much younger. Well, like, giving birth to a to an alien, it ages you, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is kind of stressful. You, you, yeah, you, you get some stretch marks, you get, like, you know, it just, it, it really ravages the body, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. Oh, I, I know you tried to bring this up before, but um, H.R. Geiger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, supposed to, like, I was supposed to look up more information about him before we started recording this podcast, which I didn't. But I have seen a lot of his work, mm-hmm. and I find it, it is very alien if you look at his work. But it's also very um, shiny and sweaty and moist. Yep. Put that, yeah. Um, it's very weird. And like, I, I kind of understand why they would have chosen him to design the aliens for this because it is something that is very unworldly or unearthly, I yeah. should say. But at the same time, I always think I'm like, but why? <laughs> you know? Like, it works. But at the same time, my first thought, it wouldn't be his work if i'm like let's create an alien go to that guy yeah no but uh, it's um it's so good it's and it's the reason why the movie and or the the creature has like become 
iconic. Of, like yeah, this iconic monsters, and it's it's a weird. I again, I, I haven't done a, much research on Avatar Geiger either or anything like that. But it, like the like you say that the aliens, the alienness of of all of his stuff, mm-hmm. but also 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 the the specific design of the creature is very like. I know he he was aiming for like a kind of Freudian issue where where you you've got this body horror story about enforced impregnation which mm-hmm. is a recurring theme in yeah. the series and like and so this like just the the shape of it the like it, it's it's yeah no yeah. I, I mean like the, I mean, his, the, the his, head the penetrative like yeah. nature of it's like uh, I mean if you see mouth, like, any of his art it, it is kind of I'm gonna use the word pervy right now yeah um because it is overly sexualized creepiness right you know um and like and I think that's what lends to the uncomfortable nature of the alien or the xenomorph whatever you like to call it. Because it is that like weird, sleek, shiny thing that just comes at you in the dark. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. uncomfortable. And I believe there was, I don't know why I was thinking about this. Because this is one of the reasons why I was supposed to look it up before I started this podcast. But I remember there was some sort of controversy about him doing the art for the movie at some point in time or whatever. Not really. I could be making things up. It's um, totally possible but i think it does have something to do with the kind of freudian misogyny of his artwork at the time period but i mean it was the 70s like it's very that was like a very free love oh i I don't i don't even know like i'm sure i don't know enough about his personal life or or the rest of his art to necessarily put a a misogynistic spin on it but Mm. it, it is like it is supposed to be that kind of primal terror of uh like you know like the 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 deep-seated emotions around sex and fear and stuff Mm. like that all all mixed up and and the idea that it's you know like i mean you you can go down too many rabbit holes about the way in which like you can use the quarantine scene as uh where where ripley is arguing that something alien and evil shouldn't be entering the ship mm-hmm. you know you can yeah you go, go Freudian and all that, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like more specifically is like it's a dude who is the it's like a rosemary's baby thing a little bit where where like a dude is forcefully impregnated with the alien mm-hmm. and has this has this terrible thing happen to him people could talk to this better than i could but yeah. like it, it's the story and the other ones in like especially certain scenes in resurrection mm. are really into that like the the specific terror of of having to carry something monstrous to term mm-hmm. uh or like something that's terrible for you to term and being like shouting to the people around you to be like no stop this mm-hmm. and not being heard and the, yeah and and that's and i think that's the thing that actually makes the face hugger scarier to me than the actual alien mm-hmm. like the alien just kills you but i mean people don't like spiders for a reason right yep. this thing is a giant it looks like you know when you're doing shadow puppets of like a bird two hands <laughs> together with a giant tail on it yeah crawling across the floor at you that is terrifying to yeah. look at. like it is 
terrifying. Even when it's dead and they've got it flipped over and they're poking at it, it looks like bits of liver flipped yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. Um, like that thing is freaky. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the alien is I'm gonna give it a hug when I see it or anything. I'm just thinking, like, from afar, if I was going to run from something, it's going to be the face hugger, and the alien's going to kill me anyways. So, what else? <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's one of, like, one of my notes was that I'm like, no, I think the face hugger is actually creepier than the actual alien oh, yeah. afterwards. Well, so, that's the other thing that I don't think really, especially in this movie, like, aged very well, is mm-hmm. the, the dude in the alien suit like oh yes oh. Uh, i i have a note here which is just um dallas killed by alien jazz hands <laughs> Cause it's, well yeah because it's like the extendy fingers coming out yeah, yeah but it, but it's kind of just like man <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh. okay yes i will i will agree with you on that one yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah. oh my god yes um though, though i do really like it in again in the end scene where, mm-hmm. where it's like they're in the shuttle and it's it's folded up in yeah. that like super uncomfortable like yeah, sideways like flattened kind of thing. Bodies shouldn't fold that way, mm. and so it just adds to its. Alien-ness. Yeah, and it comes out like and it comes out like a cat stretching. It's just like yeah, and then, like an arm comes out, and then another arm comes out, and then a leg comes out, and then it like comes out completely. Yeah. And it, it it does have that kind of like you know yeah like that kind of like feline movement mm-hmm. that I thought was just like. You're, you're too comfortable in your space. Like, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> what else was there? Um, a thing I found interesting is that they don't actually tell you. We, we know it's the future. Yep. It, it has to be the future based on our current technology, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but they never tell you when it happens. Um, and one thing I found interesting based on the last podcast where we talked about Alien versus Predator mm. is that when they're calling in and they think they're by Earth and they're trying to contact Earth, the actual um, traffic control place is in Antarctica, uh, which I thought really interesting because that connects Antarctica to the Alien versus Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also makes me think of... I mean, they probably weren't thinking this far into the future or anything. They, didn't, they weren't thinking about an Alien vs. Predator movie. But at the same time, it makes me think, I'm like, well, where did, um, you know, Wayland yutani first find out about, like, the possibility of these aliens existing? Because they don't, they're yeah. just given instructions to go there and get the thing. They were, they believe there's an alien there. They know they want it. yeah. Did, where does that idea come from? That, that's a good question. I don't think it's answered. It's least, never answered. At least not in the four movies. I'm sure that there's like comic books and novelizations that explain Probably. it. Probably. Yeah. And maybe one of the... Um, well, I guess that's what Ridley Scott's new series is about, right? Or like the yeah. Prometheus and the other one? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, cause Let's go with that. It's giving us answers. No. Yeah, answers <laughs> to questions no one wanted. Um... Answers no one wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. The the um, I actually didn't notice a, a whale in Utani uh thing in the first movie. I thought they there just called one. it Company. Okay, yeah, because I, yes. I, I, I I remember in Aliens seeing the logo for the first time, and I was like, 
Oh, right. I didn't see that at all in the first first one. Yeah, and I sat there there paying attention. Yeah. They just called it the company. There's no logos in the spaceship or um, uh, like, yeah, no logos in the spaceship or anything. Um, And they just call it the company the whole time. The first time I remember seeing a logo is when um, Paul Reiser leaves his business card for Ripley and puts it on a table. That's the first time I can recall seeing the actual logo. Yeah. Um, and There's a, also when they cut to the, um, the colony, you know, before it goes all to hell, mm. uh, is that like there's crates and stuff are all, they're stamped with it. Oh, wait, you watched the extended edition then? I don't think so. Really? Aliens? Because in the second movie, you do not visit the colony until the people get there. Oh! Yeah, you watch the extended edition. There we go. (laughs) There you go. No wonder it was two and a half hours long. (laughs) Yeah. I will tell you, the other one, well, three felt longer. but (laughs) (laughs) It really did. Yeah. Oh, that also reminds me then, since we're talking about Wailing Yutani, so... Again, going back to my conversation with Sean in the last episode, yeah. he was saying that it was Wayland um, Tyrell connecting it to um, Blade Runner, being them in the same universe. Mm. I just want to say, Sean, you're wrong. There, that's it. That's all I need to say. Yeah. It's Wayland Yutani. Good. It's American Japanese conglomerate, apparently. Yep. But they still don't, they don't fully explain what Wayland Yutani is. All you know is that they have a bioweapons division that wants the alien. Yeah. Again, you know, like, why waste the time on explaining mm-hmm. all that stuff? Because who cares? That's not relevant yeah, to the story. They're just an evil corporation yeah. who doesn't care about people's lives. They just want this one thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need to know that they sometimes have runathons to, you know... Runathons, like, what? Right, but what about the children? But the, right, like they have. A, I'm sure they have a a, a rich corporate history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't care. What I care about is that they're evil and they have a you know. Yeah, um, and that's the whole point. It's right? the, yeah, their effect on the story or on the characters that we care about. That's mm-hmm. that, and that's 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 a good story. So, yeah. Right. Okay, one more time before, uh, or one more item before we fully slide. Into, into aliens, aliens which yeah. is amazing. Uh, but the computer, mother in, I mean, I, I don't want to say Freudian too many times. This, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this podcast, but like, come on, the, all the d- dudes going to mother for answers. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but just the effect, the room, mm. the like typing in plain language questions, but mm. like this like calculating sound Love it. I could watch 15 minutes of just them okay. interacting with the computer. So I must admit, <laughs> I do still find it fascinating. But one of the things that, I mean, it's based on the technology and where they thought it was going to go from 1979. I get that, right? Yeah. But one thing that always gets me is that, so in like 100 years or whatever, you have a room with a bunch of blinking lights and you have to sit in this globe for what? Why yes. do you have to sit in this? What? You do. <laughs> it doesn't make it. Why do you need that many lights? Technically, you just need one light to indicate that it's on. No, That's you it. need all the lights. All the lights? All the lights. Oh, Very geez. important. I mean, oh. I, I still think it's cool. I think it aged well and yeah. it looks really cool. At the same time, I'm just like, really? The tiny, tiny little CRT <laughs> screen. <laughs> it's so good. 
Oh, I think uh, I think we, we this came up again or with Twelve Monkeys, where mm. our our aesthetic uh, preferences about future retro tech <laughs> maybe <laughs> yes. fall slightly different into different areas. I know but it's so no, weird. No, I oh. I love all of that. Yeah, I, I could just and also the seat allows for that amazing shot where Ripley's there finally getting the answers and she's like horrified to find see the crew expendable mm-hmm. uh and then like just move slightly and ash is right, right next to her yeah. and and then the whole fucking yeah that whole thing happens <laughs> it's uh, really fancy like it does like the spaces really do um allow for these amazing shots of not just the space but like these interactions with each other yeah. you know what i mean like there's the there's also the scene where um ash is playing around with the face hugger and she comes around the corner just over his shoulder like what are you doing mm-hmm. um and she's like and it's it's a very small and a very claustrophobic scene even though it's just them together um but it's very clear that he's trying his best to keep her from looking at things mm-hmm. while not looking like he's trying to yeah. keep her from looking from things. But that, also being a robot, so he's bad at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that also reminded me of a scene from The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know the scene where um, uh, where Neo, he's he can't, can't sleep and he goes and looks and it's... um. Oh my god, it's Cypher. Cypher is at the, and he's looking at the code. Right. And then he like suddenly like takes off, turns things off or whatever. And it's very slick and, you know. um, Cypher's better at it because he immediately starts talking about something else to draw the eye while he's doing it. Yeah, and then he turns the screen off. Brunette, redhead. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know that scene. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like that, that, I'm like, oh, that's where the Matrix got it from. Like the scene is structured very much the same way because Neo comes in and he's very curious. He's asking questions. He's looking at everything. Yeah. And it freaks Cypher out for a second, but he nonchalantly is just like, let's distract you and I'll turn this yeah, off yeah. so you can't tell anybody what it's doing and here's some alcohol so it kills those brain cells as well. Yep. So I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. thought that was cool. Um, yeah, well, I guess we could go on to Aliens, um, which is... Which I apparently watched the extended cut of. Yes. Um, yeah. It is... So I purposefully watched the theatrical release because... I thought you would be watching. I intended to. You intended to. (laughs) But uh, because the DVD doesn't include like the director's cut with like all the deleted scenes and and all that kind of stuff in it. And I was like, no, let me see how it was like most people saw it. Um, But I did check out the deleted scenes. So I do know the scenes that you're talking about. So what Um, else was there? Can I? So, um, so for example, there's a scene where you go to the colony and you see it was, um, Newt's family that found the alien and brought it back. Okay. Then there was, there's this, there's also a scene where, um, where you go to the colony just before they get like infected or whatever. And like, I guess it was some sort of controller or boss or whatever got the note saying, right. You know, I don't tell know. tell them to check the thing out. I just out. told them to go, and like they're worried about their claim. Yeah. If, if their claim is going to be 
it's um, gonna be honored, honored? and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And that's and that scene, for example, where they show like um the control and they show like the kids playing in the background and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That scene, you see the Wayland Jutani logo everywhere. Yeah, it's that, on their shirts. There's a kid yep. riding a tricycle. <laughs> it's on there. There's boxes. It's on the wall. It's everywhere. Yeah. Right. And then, so imagine the the like props and uh, set people <laughs> who like spent like made all that stuff, mm. put it all together, all the extras and like you know and minor actresses did, and they're like, yeah, let's just cut that scene. Yeah, yeah. We don't need it. It's right. fine. Uh, but I don't. I really don't think. I think if those scenes were included, it would have deterred. Like it would have not ruined the mood, but you know, like it would have been a weird pacing thing yeah if it was if it was included mm-hmm. because the the scenes are too bright let's mm-hmm. call it like that scene is very bright you know all oh, the lights the, are on and there's lots of colors while, and... while they're in the little rover like on their way there mm-hmm. and it's like shot intentionally like l- like they're they're a family in a station wagon yeah. going to a l- yeah. um uh some kind World? of yeah Wally World, absolutely <laughs> Uh, maybe not quite that horrific. Yes. <laughs> Some were actually they fun. They only get eaten by aliens. <laughs> yeah, how could it get worse? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like they're just they're just too light. They're just too Yeah. There's too much levity in it, you know? But one of the scenes that I actually thought was in the theatrical release that was actually in the in the extended edition, like the extended version is that in the extended edition, they actually make reference to the fact that Ripley left behind a daughter on earth initially who was six or seven or something and died in her sixties because she was gone for 57 years and she missed her child's whole life. And that really explains her deep connection to Newt later on or her deep want to be with Newt the whole time. And when you watch the theatrical version, it's just like, it's like her biological clock is ticking kind of thing. You're just like, oh, you like her because she's a kid and, and you like, and kids are around. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, it just comes across as that compared to, no, she's a mother and she missed her kid's life and she, this is another child that needs her help and her yeah protection, you know, and that it really explains why she's so drawn to Newt and knows how to, for example, handle her so well when everybody else is trying to talk to her. Yeah. And she figures out, you know, let's have, let's calm down the conversation. Just relax and, you know, make it better. Yeah, I heard that uh, after Aliens, um, Sigourney Weaver was pretty unimpressed with how the studio had changed Ripley and the character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently that's one of the reasons why they had... Um, such a tough time with Aliens 3 mm-hmm. is because like for a while it looked like Sigourney Weaver wasn't going to come back because she didn't want to deal with that again. She mm-hmm. didn't want like, she would rather have been written like uh, Ripley to be, to have been written out mm-hmm. of the, of the series rather than like to go through that again. But isn't that why know. they killed her in the third movie? It, it is too, but like the multiple early drafts of Alien 3 were written like with uh, Hicks as the main character oh, and like other okay. other things like they they went they went all over the place because mm-hmm. they they didn't I guess really know what they were gonna be able to do and what they wanted to do yeah because they just had two basically amazing uh, directors at the top of their game 
making two amazing movies and they're like, uh, how do we follow this up? Yeah, but I don't really think, I think Ripley's a little bit, like, she's still very tough in the second movie. And I don't really think her character is that much different than the first movie. It just shows a development in her character or the fact that she has a background. Right, but but I think maybe, uh, like, I'm thinking maybe cutting that scene where it shows that she has a daughter mm-hmm. might have been one of those things that she wasn't impressed with. I don't know specifically. It, I, I mean, like, I must admit, cause, it, it cause does... Because you're right, it totally changes the the way you interpret how she interacts with Newt. Right? Yes, it, it really, so, really does. So, like... I could see being upset if you you think you're playing one character and then mm. you go to the movies to see the premiere and you're like, wait, I'm playing this other character who's just got a biological clock yeah. in a movie yeah. that's really tiptoeing to up to the edge of like, mm. you know, uh, pregnancy and and uh, like also yeah, forced pregnancy and stuff like that. Stuff like, that. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, no, that's that's really not how it should work at all. Yeah, you know, but yeah, like some like. Most of the scenes, I didn't go through all of the the scenes that were cut, mm-hmm. but the ones that I saw, like except for that one, pretty much was like, yeah, they don't really need to be in there. It right. was it was fine. Um, I mean, I think they were trying to like, especially the scene where they were showing the um, LV four twenty seven set twenty six settlement beforehand was supposed to show more of a connection to oh my god these people are dead you know because there's children and they're having a good time and they're just like you and me and now they're dead yeah but it doesn't really add to the story or or anything like that yeah you know it was interesting because again just watching it with those scenes in they so they trundle up to the alien ship again Mm -hmm. in in their thing and they get out and then there's just like one scene where you see uh, Newt's dad or something with a face hugger on him, mm-hmm. and then it cuts away, and then like the next time you see the colony, it's just like ravaged. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no mm-hmm. like scene where an alien wakes up and kills somebody or mm-hmm. whatever. It's it's just pure like once the alien gets in, mm-hmm. it destroys everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think they need to show the alien waking up and killing everybody. They know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. If you've seen the... It's dependent on you seeing the first movie to understand that scene. Yeah. Right? Because if it's an audience that's seen the first movie, they don't need to see a thing bursting out of their chest, running away, and then one of the aliens coming back and killing them. We know that's what's going to happen. The only difference is here is that out of whatever bursts out of their chest, a queen is born, which lays more eggs, yep. which destroys the whole colony, which we find out later. And that's the thing that makes this movie more, it, it ups the stakes more. Because then you find out where the eggs, for example, come from. Is that there is a special type of alien, like a queen bee or like queen ants and whatever, and they got fed a whole bunch of royal jelly, and now very- there's a queen, right? Something, <laughs> very, something happens. It's very termite with that like crazy long abdomen. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but it also has a tail, which is weird. Uh, but that's just a whatever. Yeah, but I think well, <laughs> that that whole thing where I mean, it's really gross. Where when she gets up and the thing disconnects, yeah. and again we go back to the viscousness of the aliens oh. you're just like oh god this is yeah. necessary there's so much goo like 100 <laughs> <100% laughs> necessary 
Every time I see something goo, I'm just like, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. But so it not only ups the stakes in terms of the alien, mm-hmm. um, but it also ups the stakes in terms of the military and their incapability of dealing with this thing. Because mm-hmm. the alien in the first one, like, it's just fighting a crew of you Seven. know blue-collar people who are just trying to get the job done, right? Like, they, they're not equipped to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And so it might be possible to think that had Ash succeeded and smuggled this alien back, mm-hmm. like, assuming you know nothing else about... Like, we don't know what the company is yet. We don't know who they are, mm-hmm. what they represent, what the technology looks like on the core worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you could imagine a world in which, like, if they had got it, they could have made use of it. Mm. But then in the second one, you're like, oh, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They have no idea at yeah. all. Um, and and that's the thing. Like, they just send, what is it? I think it's 13 people. Yeah, 13 people go to the planet. Um, it's 10 Marines, uh, Ripley, Burke, and Bishop. And then they find Newt afterwards, making it 14 altogether. And so they think that's more than enough. But they also have no idea about like even ripley she doesn't know about like queens and birthing and how many people are on this planet and and all this kind of stuff yeah she's just assuming there's probably one alien again oh they I can hunt them down or something I, I don't i don't think ripley's assuming that at all she's nuking from orbit it's the only way to be sure there could be tons of them i don't know yeah. i don't care no but she but she even comes to that conclusion she comes to that conclusion after they land on the planet and half their most of their team is true but she knows that uh there there were tons of eggs in the ship originally that's so at the the very least if there's no queen Mm -hmm. there's plenty of eggs and so and she brings that up she Mm -hmm. she says that there 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 could have been dozens which is one of the reasons why the company's so excited to go and check it out check it out yeah that's that is true that is true but yeah, like the Marines are, even with all their guns and their technology and, you know, they've got scopes and they've got this, they've got that, they've got the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still, like in that first encounter, six of them get wiped out without even knowing what is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like an automatic, like complete mess. Yeah. And they just get massacred right away. Um, Which, and yeah, they, they have that, um, so many amazing quotes in this movie oh but my god yeah but it's a dry sp- heat sorry I like that <laughs> yeah yeah that's good but like specifically about this one is me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you yeah and then he launches into this whole rundown of all of their techno like gear that's mm-hmm. when he explains all the like the grenade launchers play well yeah the more specific explanation of the grenade launcher which like Comes later on. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Freudian again, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, comes later. But mm. the, the uh, uh, like just the him explaining how they've got grenades and nukes and all this stuff, and they're like, yeah, what could possibly and auto turrets and like what yeah. could possibly hurt could us? Well, yeah. And well, and then they even show like the scene where what is it, Vasquez and uh, what's the guy that's her friend? Um, like that, the really the tough dude, and they think they're like the greatest team ever. Hold on, I'm looking at uh, Vasquez and oh Drake, Vasquez and Drake, 
And you know how they have like the giant machine gun thing yeah. that's on like that arm that's attached to them, and they show this scene with them like getting it on and practicing with it, and like we're gonna take them all down yeah. and everything. And I'm like, that's not gonna do you any good, guys. Right? <laughs> that's all you yeah. can think of. You're like, hey, good luck. You're yeah. you're gonna be dead. Like, and and the worst part is is like their tech is so because they think the bigger the gun, the better, but it's just clumsy. And that's what ends up killing Drake in the first place, right? When they get, like, like um, Ripley comes in, she's in the ATV, she busts through, goes to pick them up, and they physically can't get into it because they've got these stupid things on them. They're trying to get it off, and then the alien comes from the side and takes them out, right? Yeah. And you're just like, no, if you had a, like, because um, isn't that where Hicks just has, like, a shotgun and shoots it in the face? For and Close Encounters, yeah. Close Encounters, like... And that's what you need, you know? Like, you need to be stealthy. You need to be quick. You need to have something that's easy to move around. You, you need all that stuff, it. but also you can't win is the other thing. Is the right? other thing, Like, yes. Like, you, there, there's no way, and, and like, I was looking this up, and uh, uh, the first two Rambo movies mm-hmm. have happened in the intervening time between Alien and Aliens. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like, just that kind of 80s, macho military badassery is like mm. trying to come back after the the like loss in vietnam and these like their tech is very vietnam right like those big yeah. machine guns those like the m60s the the i think that's what they are anyway mm. uh but anyway the the like kind of machine guns that people would walk around with in the jungle which yeah also not a great idea uh also and, and it's a similar kind of thing where very well funded very mm powerful capable military force is mm-hmm. messed up by uh um yeah it, it ended like, up working against you yeah right? because it's just so gaudy and obvious whereas you're not looking for those little things you're not looking over your shoulder as much as you should and all that kind of stuff you're not actually paying attention when you have like the little visor thing over your eye and you're just looking specifically instead of looking at your wall and be like that looks like it's breathing you know right because when the things finally started moving and came out of the walls they're just like what's happening it's because nobody actually turned their head and looked at a wall they're just like i don't sense anything so just keep going yeah so yeah it was a big uh yeah they messed up big time (laughs) yeah 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 um, and and one there. and one of the things that also bothered me about that first encounter is Gorman, right? Because they were in like the oh, reactor the area or whatever. Gorman, yeah. And he's just like, you can't fire weapons. Tell them why you can't fire weapons. Don't be like, no, take all of their take all of their um, ammunition and their guns and from their guns and stuff, so they can't shoot things. And you're just like, but why? Yeah, he's a if terrible you tell, commander. Yeah, if you tell them, hey, if you shoot one of like if you shoot a bullet into that thing, it's a nuclear explosion. You're all gonna die. People are going to be like, okay, I'll be careful. Compared to just give me all your bullets. Why? Just give me all your bullets. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. no sense at all. He's horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. And then he gets knocked on the head and like spends an hour unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, they, they end up dragging him around and stuff. I'm just oh, just leave him. He's fine. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I must admit, some of the visual, there's more visual and effects in this movie that aged badly than in the first alien movie though especially like long shots and stuff they age horribly Mm. that was very disappointing like for example there's the scene just after the like all the marines wake up and they're gathering in like the ship hold or whatever they do a pan of 
inside the ship. Yep. And it is clearly one of those painted canvases. Right. And like at the very end, you're like, oh, that's where the set starts. <laughs> there you go. It is so obvious. It's bad. Um, there's also a scene where um, where the airship is first coming onto the planet and it's going through the clouds. Yeah. It looks horrendous. And uh, I just love the dropship pilot. Who, I know. Oh, Starcraft. Yeah, yes. our quotes. <laughs> I know it just throws me back every yeah. time. Yeah, um, yeah. We're in the pipe. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, good. we're in for some chop. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the scene where the queen is being blown up. So it's right at the very end, of course, where she's yeah. like launching the grenades, and it is so clear she's standing in front of like a video screen, or well, it would have been a green screen, and they put the video on it. And I was yeah. like. Uh, but yeah, I don't expect everything to age perfectly. It's just, but those scenes are just so very, like at least two of them are very important to the overall feel of the movie that right. kind of like distracts you from it, you know? Well, what's incredible to me is that um, this, uh, at least according to Wikipedia, mm -hmm. uh, the budget was only $17 million. Really? Yeah. So... Okay, like, never mind. I'm not gonna complain because they did an amazing yeah. job for that money. Yeah. Uh, because some of those, because the sets, especially like the close shots of the aliens, some the action sequences and stuff were fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it's That's, incredible. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because we've gotten used to ridiculous price numbers or like costs of films. Because on average, a movie is on average it's like a hundred million dollars to make a movie these days and if it's less than that you're just like what yeah no like i don't i mean obviously genre depends on things because like yeah i don't know what an average movie in the 80s was but mm -hmm. certainly by i've got it written down here for three which was like eight years later seven years six years later yeah was 50 million dollars wow so okay. you know that's a that's a le that's a legitimate jump yeah yeah, and that's, and, you know, you don't get what you pay for. No, you definitely, <laughs> oh my God, no, they did not. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, serious. Talking about money, though, right at the beginning where they're interviewing Ripley, mm -hmm. and they're talking about, um, like, the settlement has a significant uh, investment for the company, and they say it's $42 million, and I'm like, <laughs> that's it? I, I again, I think it's one of those inflation things. Like they'd say forty two billion now, mm -hmm. and that'd be like a big thing. In twenty years, they'd say forty two trillion, whatever. But all I can think of, like forty two million, that seems like really small. That yeah. doesn't seem like a a lot of money at all. It's fine. It's forty two million bitcoins though. So it's, uh... oh, that's that makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, that makes a huge <laughs> difference. Multiply everything by whatever five thousand now. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But didn't Bitcoin take like a dive the other day or something? I think it did, but anyway. But yeah, I think it. But I think it went from like seven thousand to like five thousand. It's still a lot of money. It's yeah. okay. I also noted that um, James Cameron has a thing for scary dreams. Oh yeah. Uh, he does the he does that whole like scary sequence or like imaginary sequence in a lot of his his films like it's one of his tropes oh, almost. the t2 one is so, so amazing. Oh, it's so amazing um but then he also does ridiculous things like in true lies when uh arnold schwarzenegger he's in the car with the salesman and he pretends he punches him out and it's like all bloody and stuff uh that's also bill paxton which is in this movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> which 
which I think is fascinating. Um, I, I love, I love like uh, his character. His character is great. What's his character's <laughs> name? I was gonna say Hicks, but I was like, no, no, that's the other guy. Um, his that's character. Michael Bean. It is. It's Hudson. Hudson. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and I thought that was great. One of the things I really liked about this movie um, was that they like had this robot character in it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we've only seen one previous robot in the Alien universe so mm-hmm. far. And it was pure evil. And one of the very first things Bishop says is, trust me. Yeah. Uh, like, just before he does the hand thing, right? But he says, trust me. And, I mean, it's just about the hand thing. But it's it's very interesting because, like, Ripley doesn't trust him. The audience doesn't trust him. But he says it. And then, like, throughout the rest of the movie, we remember that. And he turns out to be a really reliable guy yeah uh and he like gives his quote-unquote life for them you know it's very speciesist of you (laughs) (laughs) is that speciesist or is it like androidist or something i'm sure i guess i guess if you have a like the borg i guess technology-based um society i guess that's a species at that point Hashtag not all androids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very true. Very yep. true. Yeah. All right. It's species this of me. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I will try to be a better person. Um, but also one of the things that um, I found interesting is that Bishop was quoting Asimov's three laws at one point um, yep. as well when he was trying to get her to trust him, mm-hmm. which was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then he gets ripped in half. Yeah. Which is great. Oh, God. <laughs> that was such an amazing resurgence of, like, the queen. And I like the fact that they, they try to, like, throw you off because they show the ship taking off. And it gets, when there's an explosion, it gets blown to the side a little bit. And then it gets, um like, debris on its thing. And that's why it couldn't take off right away. Mm-hmm. And then later on you realize, no, it's actually because the alien queen was actually coming back onto the ship. What? Oh, yeah. It's so good. Love it. Yep. Uh, um I yeah. also I also noted the next time you actually see the Wayland Jutani logo was in was the scene where um Bishop was showing them like the venting happening. Oh yeah. And then they it's a quick it's a super quick scene, but they turn their heads and in the wall in the back, in the dark, you can see the big W. And I was like, oh, there it is again. And that's like two times you've seen the logo in the whole movie. And I also, I always thought, like, of course, the company, which is Wayland yutani is a huge catalyst for the movie. But I always thought it played, was like a bigger presence, if you know what I mean. Like, why do I know Wayland so well if... Like, even throughout the whole movies, they're, they're barely actually shown or the name said out loud. Right. But why do I know Wayland so well? Like, it, it just makes no sense to me. I don't know. It, it's it, But but it's it's impressive how much it, it was capable of doing that just with those few scenes, right? Like, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I it's, it's hard to talk about this movie without just being like, and then this cool thing happened. And then this cool thing happened. <laughs> like, I actually... What, like started watching it i hadn't seen it in a while and, mm-hmm. and i was like i just watched alien and i knew i loved alien and i verified i loved alien watching it again yeah and then i was like ah this is the like overhyped one like whatever and then i'm you just watching wrong. it and i'm like no 
No. It's fantastic. It's no. great. Yeah. I didn't even, like, I was expecting uh, that Newt was going to be a lot more annoying. But mm-hmm. because, you know, like, kids in movies, they're not usually done well. Mm-hmm. I, I liked Newt. I liked how, like, scrappy and practical she was. Uh, you know, like just that one of her best quotes is just, uh, like they're dead. Okay. Can I go now? <laughs> like, just like you dumb adult. Why are you making me spell <laughs> this out for you? you? Yeah. Well, because it's true. They keep asking her question. Like what happened to them? What happened to them? Like they're dead. You yeah. know, they're dead. Yeah. Why do you want me to say that they're dead? Yeah. I'm Come a kid. On. <laughs> like leave, let me pretend so I don't have to say it out loud to you. Okay. Like I know what happened. Let me just be my childlike wonder for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the whole scene where, um, where, uh, like Ripley's putting her to sleep. Yep. And she's like, oh, what's her, what her, what's her doll's name? Whatever. Again? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, she doesn't have bad dreams. She's like, yeah, that's because she's a piece of plastic. I'm like, yes. Thank you, child. Yeah. It's so, yeah. I mean, she doesn't, like, they, they use her in a very, specific way that she's not like she comes in when needed but she's not obnoxious and she's in scenes but she's the quiet kid in the background who knows if i do something stupid i'm gonna die so i'm just gonna be quiet over here for five minutes yeah well and and she doesn't have like a like a weird skill or something that's like way overshadows the adults like Mm. she knows her way around the ducks because that makes sense because she's been surviving for that long and hiding yeah she's not like you know can immediately hack into the Jurassic Park security <laughs> system or like, you, you know, like any of those other like aliens or, or sorry, yeah. a, any of those movies where the, the kid is just like way too precocious and has like mm-hmm. a, some special skill that, that just comes that saves the day like the yeah. last second, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. They probably weren't running on a Unix system. So, ah, right. You know. They got to type your commands back into mother. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I like I remember hating Burke in this movie, yep. but rewatching it, I hate him even more. Like every time I watch this oh, movie, yeah. I like I hate him so much more. Oh. I'm like, I hate you. Why are you this person? What is wrong with you? You've just left them for dead. Oh my! Nobody cares about the money. You're gonna die. Like, what is the, wrong with you? Well, I mean, yeah, and talking about various like <laughs> psychosexual terrors. Um, <laughs> locking them in the med bay like like being locked in a hospital yeah with something that's trying to impregnate them so that he can slip the alien through customs Mm -hmm. like holy fuck that's that's the special like he's going to the special hell yeah he's going to (laughs) and like and it's not even like the adults it's a child it's a small child and the woman Uh mm-hmm and you're just like, yeah, we're just going to take them out. That's just fine. And like he he like he was very methodical about it because she left her gun on top of the bed. He made sure to move it so they didn't have any weaponry. Yep. Then he put the thing in there with them mm-hmm. because I don't think they're going to put like um I don't think that's the same room that had them originally because I don't think they'd put the bed for Newt to sleep in with the face huggers. That doesn't no. make any sense. Um and so then, then he puts that down in there, and I guess that's why she like popped out of her sleep all of a sudden, because uh, she must have like heard something, maybe the door shut or whatever. Um, but yeah, like that is just horrible. Like it's yeah. a horrifying 
scene in, yeah. in general, you know? And I, I mean, this is way more of an action movie than a horror movie, mm-hmm. but that's that's still that, that like, underlying horror of of the alien and its nature and mm-hmm. and the people in this universe mm-hmm. that like keep that is like a through line mm-hmm. for all these movies and well and that's and the thing like as i was saying earlier is like this movie is also a master class on how to make a different type of sci-fi movie mm-hmm. because people always think and maybe this was a controversy when this came out but um like Though they're within the same universe, they both have the same sort of visual aesthetic, that kind of like dark, overbearing kind of feeling and everything. But they're very, um, they're very different movies. Like this is, there's a proper balance between story and action in this one. Whereas the first one was more story with some action sprinkled in. Yeah. And it was more of a thriller slash horror where this is more of like a sci-fi action movie that has horrific scenes in it. Right. You know? And I and I like the fact that they were able to make two awesome movies in two very different ways with two very different styles of directing, which is not something you see very often. Usually if you have a series, they either try to make the movies the same way or... Like, when they try to change styles, it's garbage. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bat- look what happened to Batman. Like, ugh, Joel Schumacher, what's wrong with you? Um, when those other two, because they wanted to make it more comic book, it was such garbage. Like, I just don't understand. I think more went wrong with that one than just the ugh, so <laughs> changing much <went> genres. Oh, <laughs> uh, so much went wrong. Oh, my God. That's a, that's all. That's, that's coming next year. We'll figure it out. That's fine. <laughs> Um, 2019, Tracy <laughs> rants about Schum- Schumacher Batman. <laughs> Ruined Val Kimmer's career. Somehow George Clooney is revived. I don't get it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm the, the talent that was Val Kilmer. <laughs> I'm sorry that we missed out on uh, Wait, no, he, he came back with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and that there was fantastic. All right, great. He'll always be Mad Mardigan to me, mostly, though. That's but good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, one last minor thing about why Burke is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he keeps calling uh, uh, Ripley kiddo, but um, R- Paul Reiser is seven years younger than uh, <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. <laughs> but technically in this movie, isn't she like 60 years older than him? No well, matter but which obviously way she, she hasn't like actually aged, yeah. like experienced time or, or like That's true, grown yeah. older. But still... Yeah. But still, like we're talking about, like a series that is about men not listening to women, and oh, it's like, yeah, like and a, you're like a corporate guy with his like popped collar. Oh and my he's god! Like, hey, kiddo! <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed. It was like yeah. that stupid popped collar. Yeah. Why is this in the future? Not necessary. Right. Thank you. Um, also, in we... the future, your neck gets very cold <laughs> all, all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, also, we cannot. Um, go past this movie without talking about the epic sequence at the end of the movie when she gets into the the suit and the loader, yeah, the loader, and just like destroys that queen alien. Like it is amazing. Like, and yeah. I love the fact that they they did they did a like a distraction. Okay, so of course you know Bishop gets ripped apart, 
and she gets the attention of the alien and tells Newt to run and Newt does what she does was is hide in a duct. She just yeah. goes under, which isn't sufficient, fine. But you have Newt as a distraction while she gets ready. And you don't have to watch her get into the thing because you've seen it already in the movie and you yeah. know she knows how to do it. And so they spend the time with Newt freaking out, the queen alien trying to get her and everything. And then she comes out and you're just like, yes! Yeah. Yes! This is a thing! Yeah. Oh, so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember the first time I watched this movie. Yeah. And, like, all the army dudes are dead. Everything, like, has gone to hell. Mm. And then Ripley is taping a rifle to a flamethrower. And I'm like, nothing's going to be more badass than this. <laughs> Surely. You were wrong, that is sir. so badass. She's got, like, this crazy, uh-huh. like, double, you know, you were saying unwieldy guns is a bad idea against aliens. Yeah. Ripley proves that theory wrong. wrong mm-hmm. With she does. two guns taped to each other. <laughs> and then, uh, and it's so badass. Yeah. And then, and then double badass. She's yeah, in a like, giant auto loader it's one of those things where you you're like you can't you can't up the ante on this there's no way so good you know she just went in there double like taped up guns uh rocket launcher flamethrower the whole bit Mm -hmm. and then she manages to do it yeah you're just like oh my god yeah and then i got frustrated with the physics of the suction coming out of the end i'm like her arm would have been broken and then i was like that's stupid tracy shut up just, just, <laughs> just enjoy the movie it's fine <laughs> it's okay um i i'm pretty sure the that whole trope of like the suction and it's like crazy wind mm-hmm. that's not how spaceships work so no i don't think that's how yeah, it works either so, so it that's fine. yeah and that happens in every single one of them i think <laughs> I don't think there's an airlock scene at three because they're on a planet for the whole time. But, uh, yes, that is true. Um, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. There's an airlock scene in the yeah. There's an airlock scene in the fourth one. That's correct. Ugh. Oh, lots of airlocks. <laughs> other that's awesome it. things other than the whole movie. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that no, no, no. I, uh, that was a question. I think that yeah, just the whole thing is great. Um, oh so okay so one thing i think i realized um in this movie is that so you know how they blocked up everything in that one area for them to to stay in and the aliens were not attacking them Mm -hmm. right and then of course burke tried to kill like or infect ripley and newt and then the only way for them to get out is they had to put on the fire alarm Mm -hmm. Do you think that's the reason why the aliens finally attacked? Because it was right after that scene. Like, there's noise. It's indicating, like, this is where oh, people are. Because um, I never thought... I don't know why I didn't think about that before. But I have a feeling that's why the aliens attacked them at that point. Is because they're like, no, now we know exactly where they are. Let's go get them. That's a good thing. I, that's something I didn't notice. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the first attack that gets... Um, fought off by the auto guns mm-hmm. uh, and you have that great scene where you're oh, watching the the, uh, the counters that go scene is not in the what yeah, that it's not in the theater i was wait i thought i was crazy and i was just like no they set up like auto guns or whatever and they were testing it no that's not in the the, the theater no but release. when they're sitting in the control room and they're they're and the, the things are running or that is not in the theater release yeah 
man. Yeah, because they have a whole sequence in the extended edition where they set up uh, motion sensor guns, yeah. right? And the aliens keep coming at it. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And so I like when I watch that version of it, I think, oh no, they already know where they are and they're testing them and then they found a different way in. Fine. But in the theatrical release, that whole auto gun setup thing is not in the movie. So is there that scene where they say that they're blocking things off and they've got auto guns at no, different they don't. They don't mention guns at all. All they do is they check their inventory, they make a plan, then they shut down, they shut all the doors, right, okay. to cut them off. There's no mention of setting up auto guns. Do they talk about the, the what they're doing when they close down the guns or to close down the doors? I mean, no, no. All they they yeah they mentioned they that they're they explain that they're they're trapping themselves in that space so nothing can come in. Okay. So they seal all the doors. Yeah. Okay. But there's no mentions well, of guns of like or okay. anything. Okay. Well, like that, that's yeah. a fantastic scene. Uh, mm-hmm. It's crazy that they would cut it. Um, but. What I liked a lot about that the the explanation, mm-hmm. whether whether you see the actual guns or whatever, it doesn't matter. What really matters is them explaining, like we are here, we've we've sealed ourselves in so that there's only one way. Mm-hmm. For me, that really set up some geography. Like mm-hmm. I mean, not not physical. I, I I don't actually. I get totally lost in those sets. So mm-hmm. may, maybe they were paying attention to where all the corridors went or not uh i can't really follow that stuff uh, mm-hmm. uh but well they don't make it that clear in this either but but yeah. but what they do is they explain at least like um in a in a theory that there's only one way in or out and that's why we're here mm-hmm. and that's and like that's, that's the why safest we, place to we be. think we can be safe and like that there's there's like only one point of attack potentially mm-hmm. um and that was something that I feel, um, like you get lost in this in Alien One, the ship, like you know. But the, even there, they have the same kind of scene where they say, "Hey, it's in this particular shaft. If we seal off all the accesses to that shaft, mm-hmm. then we can push it towards the airlock because it will yeah. have nowhere else to go." Like there is an explanation mm-hmm. for what they're trying to do. Whereas in three, sorry to jump ahead, but there's just, there's a, like there's way less of an idea of, they're just like, oh, we're going to lure it from wherever it is mm-hmm. to this thing. There's like four plans they try to put into yeah, that movie. But, that, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, and the, the, the whole place doesn't feel like a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, um, the, anyway, that was one, one yeah. of the things I really liked about this movie. Well, cause, cause well, the reason why I brought that up is because in the theatrical version, there's no indication that the aliens know where the humans are wow. at that point, right? Huh. It just looks like they found a they they cuz So they have the 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 first attack, the first incursion yeah. goes in, a bunch of them die, yeah. and then they just run back and everything's fine. Well, cuz remember they they go back outside, the 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 thing's supposed to pick them up, yeah. right? It crashes in se- instead. Mm-hmm. Um and then they go back inside to the one area that they know. They find a plan, they look at it, and they're like, look, this is, we are, like, this is the best place to be right. because there's only okay. one entrance, and they, they block it off, right? But in the movie, there's no indication that the aliens Knew know that they... that they went back inside and where they were. All gotcha. they know is that their ship crashed, and they couldn't get off the planet. Gotcha. That's all that they knew. Um, so that's why watching the theatrical version, I'm like, maybe 
the reason why the aliens attack as soon as that happened is because, because the alarms go off, the alarms go that, off that okay. indicates where they are. So then the aliens oh. are like, oh, we can get them now. Whereas, yeah, the the one with the deleted scenes and all that kind of stuff with the motion sensor guns and everything, it indicates that the aliens already know where they are. They're just waiting their time to get through. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Right? So that it is a very, it's a very different, conclu- it's not really a different conclusion. It's a different thought process of to what the aliens are doing. Yeah. That kind of thing. But yeah. Anyways, so aliens one and two. Awesome. Great. Now we're on to, to three. Aliens three. Alien three? Yeah. It's alien three or alien cubed. Yeah. David Fincher's. Yes. Alien three from 1992 and oh god i gotta say this movie is awful okay it's not good it's not good the the funny thing is i actually have a very specific memory of the first time i watched this movie i especially when i was younger i hated horror movies like i really really hated them and this was of course the time when they had like pay-per-view and you can rent movies and all that kind of stuff on pay-per-view and one night, uh, my brother and my parents really wanted to watch Alien 3. So they rented it and put it on. And I got so freaked out that my parents took it off, sent me and my brother to bed, and then they finished watching the movie. My, mother, my brother was so mad at me for a long time about it. Um, and I remember this movie being so scary. I was just like, oh my god. And then I watched this and I was like, oh, what is this nonsense? Yeah, yeah, it's not very good. It's, not it's got a lot of good. It has a lot of ideas. good actors, and yeah, uh, yeah, and and like like there are s- multiple scenes mm-hmm. that could have been the basis for better movies. Like like there's just there are moments. Um, there are characters that like don't really get developed, but like you're mm-hmm. like, oh, if they f- picked a character and focused on them. Maybe we could get some actual connection. Well, that's one of the things that frustrated me about this movie is, except for uh, Dr. Clemens and 85, uh, the deputy... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, warden guy. Um, like, you don't actually know who's who. Because they kept cutting from people to people. And I was like, I don't yeah. know who any of these people are. And they're talking like they all know each other and we all have been able to figure out what everybody's doing. And you haven't. And they're so... Well, yeah. They they're, they keep cutting through them. They don't spend enough time with them. They don't have distinct enough personalities. Uh, or, except for Dylan and... Uh, and yeah. And uh, the, the overseer and his, his crony. Yeah. And even then, they're not like... They're not rounded characters. They're just mm. like, oh, I recognize that person from because he was yelling two scenes ago. Yeah. Uh, but um, but like in Alien, in Alien, uh, they you have that breakfast scene where they're waking up and we get introduced to everybody and everybody's mm. got a very dis- different way of reacting to what's happening. Yeah. And so you very quickly get introduced to these seven people and know what they're all about. Mm-hmm. And then like there's more people in Aliens. But you still know each person. Yeah, they all have very distinct personalities. We spend some time in the dropship with them. There is literally a scene, or maybe there is. I'm pretty sure this isn't also cut, where they're staring at the bank of screens and uh, like the 
the Marines like eyepieces are mm-hmm. going to the yeah to to Gorman mm-hmm. and and so like it's like their names are printed on every screen so it's like there's an extra cue to like like it really helps out the the audience to be like these are characters each one's different mm-hmm. they have their own name and personality yeah they're like they're very distinctive in aliens yeah. like each person is yeah. clearly distinctive and you can pick them out um and they and they also have like a physical look that distinct like makes them distinct as well and one thing i find about this especially with the prisoners they're they all they're all kind of dirty they're kind of wearing the same thing and you're just like I don't, I don't know who you people are. Like yeah. you guys just look like a group yeah. of clones. Like it, it, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Cause even in like, I, I know this is horrible, but there's a, an attempted rape scene in the movie where four, four of them attack Ripley. Yeah. And I like, seriously, they were cutting from person to person to person. And I was like, is not the same person. Like, that's what I kept thinking. Right. Um, and this is within the same scene. They're showing four different people. And until Dylan shows up, who's a black guy compared to, like, the white guys, I guess, I couldn't tell any of them apart. Right. Um, so it's stuff like that that I was, I was getting really frustrated at. Like, because they kept showing different people. And it was clear there were different people because they were having a conversation. But I was like, who is who? And, right. like, are you sure? They, are they twins? Like, what is even happening right now? Yeah, like, like... This is presumably supposed to be a very traumatic event. It's supposed to like be um, like one of the things that you know humans are the real monsters, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But like Ripley is trapped with these people, um, and so you'd think that you'd want to know who, like, like communicate to the audience that these are the 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 perpetrators of this like mm-hmm. these are like you know dylan we know is like the leader of this religious sect mm-hmm. um the uh, the other ones like everybody else there it says in the movie like chose that they would rather continue this religious ascetic lifestyle than, than go back to th- earth i think it was or yeah like, or go to like a different colony or but, something but like most of their actions and personalities don't reflect that yeah uh, like they're just arc random like prisoner people mm. and it's it's weird yeah and and that's the thing is like if there's no character development no character involvement in general mm-hmm. um especially later when she develops her plan on like um like how to save people and all that kind of stuff i mean i think there should be some level of distrust shown between you know her, like the people who tried who attacked her and you know are they going to do what they're supposed to do? Do I want to be alone with these people? You know, there should be some sort of development in there that is not shown at all. Yeah. 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 Even the, even the doctor who, um, we get the most time with Mm -hmm. and his character is developed, but the character that develops is he's a very like inward, not really talking very much kind of stoic dude. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really have, a lot of character, character to him. Like, like his character is revealed as a very, yeah. like, kind of narrow character. Well, uh, and, and, and that's and that's the thing thing that bothered me about it is, is... So, I know you were talking about in Aliens how Sigourney Weaver didn't like the development of Ripley. But she came back 
for this movie, and I think this is the one that she, one of the ones that she produced. Mm-hmm. I think this one's the one she produced. Her character in this is completely different. It like she becomes sexual. It's weird, but she becomes sexualized in this movie, whereas the other movies she isn't, right? Um, because like there's that whole scene where she's hitting on Doctor Clemens, yeah, and there's a weird affair that happens, and you're just like, what? Like I don't what? Like it, it just doesn't yeah. fit in at any point and it just it's super abrupt and it's super random. And like and I think things like that were it's like it's not necessary. It wasn't necessary to develop the story in any way, shape, or form. Because I mean, even in Aliens, she made a connection with Hicks that wasn't sexual. So it Oh, it made... was sexual. They well, were no. eye banging all over that gun. No. <laughs> <laughs> tension was there you know they had fun cocking his gun and everything fine but there was no there was no actual affair there was no like sure you know going through with the action because you're gonna die get learn how to use the gun and just shoot people fine whatever okay i get it Uh right i mean if he lived they would have gotten it on i get that part it made sense whereas in this movie it was just she's like i've been in space for a long time Let's get it on. You're like, what? I mean, like, it okay. was just it was, a I little was like, bit. Come on. I, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. <laughs> it did nothing to develop the story. Totally unnecessary. But god damn it, this is the third time she's woken up from cryo sleep. Like in sequence, every time she goes to cryo sleep, <laughs> she wakes up and there are aliens it's killing people. Go. This is every single time she's like, God, just like. <laughs> I'm just tired now. Can I do something else with my sleep? Yeah. Like, come on, let's yeah. do this. Like, like I just, but I also, I just think it was a waste of screen time, personally. Well, I mean, you know, I, I agree, mm-hmm. but not as much as like the whole last third of the movie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh yeah, that oh that it was such nonsense. Like all of it is such nonsense. I, yeah, because it it was. I had no, I'd never seen this movie mm-hmm. uh, until I watched it for this podcast. Okay. Because uh, I am uh, not only, you know, coming back to do the, the, the sci-fi stuff, but I, I'm keeping up my tradition of having only seen 50% of the movies mm-hmm. uh, of, the, of the podcast until I, I show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the – so I hadn't seen it, and I was like, I couldn't remember which one – people like hated the most which whether it was three or, or, or resurrection um and so i started three and i'm like yeah, it's rocky but like there's there's you know okay mm-hmm. some weird stuff like maybe they're gonna do something interesting with this uh y- yeah you're shaking your head i haven't even said <laughs> what, what it is like i was thinking like like space christians i'm like okay that's weird. Mm-hmm. Prison Planet. Oh, okay. That's kind of weird. Uh, oh, mysterious. Like, like the, this doctor has a mysterious past. Mm-hmm. They, like, I wonder what they're going to do with that. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Like, oh, the space Christianity. Oh, they're not going to really do anything with it. It's just backstory to explain yeah. why they're here. And there's only 25 of them in a giant factory that mm-hmm. they can't operate. Like, that's the... Yeah, the place that's falling apart. But for some reason, they've got everything that they need and they don't they don't apparently 
they get shipments once every like year or something for yeah food. or six months or yeah and but they're fine i'm like yeah. so people don't get sick and die because that place is 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 uh steamy and uh quite yeah. humid yeah i mean i personally think it'd be uncomfortable it's like it's, it's like repente yeah oh that's a very specific reference <laughs> i talk about star trek as much as I can, it's fine. Good, good. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, no, it's it's a, uh, but like I I was watching it and then just none of these weird ideas turned into anything. They really don't. They yeah. they and then like the end the last third is like them throwing cans at the dog alien and somehow outrunning it, which and, made no sense. Which made no sense, and then we get like first person perspective from the alien dog running after them yep. which was bad mm -hmm. so this was apparently david fincher's first feature as a director really yeah oh he mostly okay. did music videos and ads before this <laughs> I did not know uh, that okay yeah so i got a couple of just like really quick facts about the weird production of it um william gibson the uh famous cyberpunk uh, mm -hmm. novelist okay. wrote the first draft of the screenplay and uh it was the first screenplay he had ever written uh, -huh. uh and apparently none of it got used because uh it was supposed to be like they landed on a planet and there were like space marxists but by the time they That's got still around religion it's fine <laughs> well but by the time they got around to producing it uh the like the cold war had ended because the soviet <laughs> union had fallen apart so they're like well that idea is gone um, okay yeah yeah um uh gibson later uh I, like I, apparently his, his or a, a version of his script that's floating around is available on the internet i didn't mm -hmm. look it up but uh he he summed it up years later as uh um space commies hijack alien eggs big problem on mall world Oh god. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Might have been sure? like a a Day of the Dead style, like they're they're all in the, in mall, the mall or something. Yeah. That might have been fun. But, yeah, that might have been fun. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. I, well, th that's one of the problems with this movie is that it um isn't fun. It, it, it's not. It's not fun at all. Like it takes itself so seriously. Like yeah. it it takes itself as seriously as the first movie does, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. Of course, doesn't do anything good like the first movie does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, the second movie, at least there's jokes in there. There's bits of levity. It knows it doesn't take itself as seriously, but it it does it properly. Right. right? There is, there's no jokes. There's no levity. There's no humor in any of this movie. No. And it makes it, makes it so boring. It's just... It's boring is, is what the yeah. biggest issue with it is. Yeah. It, it is... Because I watched the extended cut, certainly, uh -huh. uh, of Aliens... It was the shortest of the three so far that I had watched, but it mm -hmm. felt by far the longest. Longest, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time watching. Like I, it was one of those. I had to force myself to like don't, don't watch the movie, Tracy. Yeah. Like watch the movie. Um, I felt sorry for the dog. I mean, I think his was the saddest death personally. Yeah. Also, so there's a logistics issue in this movie that. I may have answered in my own brain or I might be wrong, but so, okay. So we know that Ripley has been impregnated by a face hugger somehow. Yep. Um, and survived mm -hmm. and is there, right? Yeah. 
But there is no queen alien on the ship. We know based on the opening sequence of the movie, there should only be one egg. So where does the second face hugger that attacks the dog come from? Good question. Right? I don't know. So th- th- that was that was my biggest issue. I'm just like I mean, I mean, th- the whole thing is make believe and it's ridiculous and everything. No. But, but if you're building a world and you have rules to your world, stick well, to your rules, but, right? But also it just adds to the the like chopped together nature uh, like feeling of the film where it's like it feels like they didn't go back like like after they edited it together they didn't go back and be like oh we've got this problem here mm-hmm. we need to go back and fix it they're just like well we've got a bunch of scenes uh they more or less work out to a movie we'll just put them in order and yeah. ship it ship it just, it's just done right yeah mm-hmm. um i i don't know like it was just really frustrating to me because uh, I spent the rest of the movie trying to like, okay, well, maybe the alien queen left two yeah. two eggs. But I'm like, no, because they show the thing breaking into the one thing. And then, you know, one of them was bleeding. So that means one of them got injured. And that's what made the ship crash in the first place. So that one's probably dead. And, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely one thing I wanted to bring up is... Um, Starting in Aliens, they like like Aliens is obviously great, but even, that's where they start it, and then it just get, keeps seem, it's seeming to get worse throughout the series. Is mm-hmm. like the acid blood like is Shoot. often conveniently forgotten. Like it, yes. unless unless it's like important, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. this acid blood, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, but actually in this scene, like like it doesn't eat through anything here, but it eats yeah. through everything over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't worry, I I know all yeah. about that. I also thought the cremation scene of um, Newt and Hicks. Oh yeah. Um, that scene was a bit much. Um, because the surgery on Newt was. Ugh, that was unpleasant. Apparently, there was a lot more, and it was a lot more graphic, and they uh, even cut it back. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, good. Because uh, I like the well. It could be because, you know, Newt would have aged and she wouldn't have looked the same, so they couldn't use her for that scene. Um, so they didn't show, like, her whole face and all that kind of stuff, which is good. Um, and they didn't actually show, like, the incision, like, into her stomach and stuff, right. which is great. That's probably what they showed in, like, an extended version. I didn't really look it up for this movie because I didn't need more of this movie. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that whole scene was just, it was so much. Like, yeah. it was so much, you know? And I understand why they did it, but the problem is, is that later on you find out, oh, there's a bio-scanner bed. They could have just put the body yeah. there, scanned it, and have known. Right. You know, like, I don't I don't understand why she had to be cut open. Like, it wasn't necessary. Also, where is this bio-scanner bed? Is it on the ship that she was on? Because it didn't look like it was part of the installation. It, well, this is the thing. The, all the sets are kind of disparate. Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't look like there. But I think they mentioned that it exists, but the computer doesn't work, right? Like or something. No, the com- the computer not working thing was when she pulled the um the black box from the ship oh, right, and they right. couldn't read it, and then she got yeah, Bishop yeah. and plugged it in to Bishop and yeah, yeah. Whatever, and then they they went through. That whatever. scene is great. That scene is really good. Yeah, that scene is really good. 
Um, you actually like, despite him being an android, he's like, he's like, please disconnect me, please destroy me because I don't want to be less than I am, and this is this hurts. Like, yeah. you need to stop doing this. Um, and I thought that was that was just oh, Bishop, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Also, okay, so this is the first movie where there seems to be a huge issue with timelines with the aliens. So in the first movie, it seemed like the gestation period was a couple of hours and the alien getting bigger bigger was a, like like several hours. Like it was like five, six hours and then yeah, like it's six, seven hours and, and, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like 12 hours altogether from from insemination to big alien that'll kill you. Yeah. Right? That's what it seemed like. The second movie, because you're kind of detached from it, you don't know the timeline of when when the colonists are killed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think we see... We see that, one chest burst in it. Right, but that one doesn't then turn into... Like, we don't see exactly when it becomes an, like, an adult. They just, no, they, they kill, kill it. it. Yeah. They kill it right That's away. That's what I mean. So there's no... There's no in in yeah. that movie, we don't see a baby alien grow up into a full alien so we get no time you get no time yeah, exactly so that yeah. movie you don't get a timeline in it right but you know like the colonists were systematically inseminated and then aliens were created and all that kind of stuff fine right whereas in this movie okay so ripley lands the dog gets attacked at some point Burst this alien that is huge for some reason. It's mm-hmm. a full size alien that still molts, but it's a full size alien for some reason when it f- first comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And then Ripley's alien is in her for what? A week? Week and a half? Yeah. But is that because of the concoction that Clemens is giving her? Is that like, what is, what I is ass- the purpose of that? I had canon that as like queens take longer but um i don't know it seems it they, seems, they take it long seems weird to grow but yeah no it's weird it's a bizarre thing to come up with halfway through the movie or two-thirds of the way through the movie yeah. or whatever it's like oh by the way there's an alien inside you yeah well and great it's like oh all, you know, all right if you, you say know. so it, it just it just seemed like it just creates this like weird continuity issue where you're just like well how like is it minutes is it hours is it days like how long does because the same thing happened with um in alien versus predator it seemed like within 20 minutes the thing burst out of like the other people's chests and were chasing them through right the structure and you're just like i don't think that's right alien versus predator like (laughs) you got a timeline you gotta get those aliens off running that is this true. This thing's got to get going. Exactly. You know that, that is very true. <laughs> so when they're on a timeline, they know this and they just hurry stuff up. Yeah, like They're exactly. just like, let's get this going. Everything's yeah. fine. They um, mature. Their life cycle matures at the pace, pace of plot. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Because you'll see that in this movie and the next movie as well. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Also, um, another thing about um, Ripley's personality that really gets me in this movie is she's very, like, I know she's already had a problem with men previously, not listening to her and all that kind of stuff. But there's this scene where she first wakes up, she shaves her head, and she's going into the mess hall. Yeah. And she, like, actively antagonizes them Mm -hmm. for no reason in particular. I, I mean, it's a little bit of a, like, 
you gotta punch the craziest guy there like kind of prison thing you know yeah but i also think it's like i think it's just stupid like she just comes off as an ass rather than a tough guy yeah you know what i mean um and like that whole scene really bothered me because i'm like yeah you you've made yourself known you've Mm -hmm. told him thank you you know there's no reason like like they are hostile towards her because she represents temptation to them Mm -hmm. and a disruption to their order right so i understand their motive but she has no motive for her actions to antagonize them she just seems to be like no no I'm, I'm bothering you. I'm going to bother you some more for the fun of it. Yeah. And then she's committed to like being secretive about the alien, which is like, I guess I get it because, you know, everybody finds it. Everybody finds out about it wants to like make more of them instead of kill them. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what her what? idea yeah. is. But like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Um, no. And, uh, because that would be a really great way to get everybody on side. Is like, hey, there's a monster. Like, you know, com- common threat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And then the same thing with the doctor. Like, he's got a secret past. And we're like, oh, he, like, turns out he, like, got really drunk. And then did a bad surgery one time. And yeah. Then, okay. Yeah. Like, why, I, I really thought he was going to be, like, building... one of the criminals. And, you know, he did something, like... Like, I'm not saying what he did wasn't horrific. I just was expecting him to, he did something malicious, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're we're on the bleakest prison world ever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I endangered lives. And so I was sent here with the murderers. And, uh, yeah. It seems like a harsh punishment as well. I'm like, I'm not saying it's not deserved. I'm just saying it just seems, especially because it wasn't malicious, it just seems... A slightly harsher than it should have been. Maybe it's because in the future they have like sober up pills that are like it's. You could have just popped two of these. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> yeah, um, should be anyway. drinking the synthahol and be done yeah, with it. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, I don't know if I have any much more to say about this. Yeah, I really didn't like this movie at all. Also, yeah. a lot of the um, CG did not age well in this movie in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Because especially the, like, um, when they show, like, the alien running towards them and stuff, it just looked so oh, yeah. bad. It looks yeah, so they're, no, bad. No, the running alien, terrible. Yeah. Um, I do, uh, I mean, that one scene where, like, from the poster or whatever, like, the, 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 the scene from the, from the movie where, like, she, Ripley is, like, looking away and the alien's, like... On her face, yeah. Right there, like, that looks cool, mm-hmm. uh, but... Then it doesn't really go anywhere. anywhere. You know, yeah. like... And also the part where she, like, jumps off the thing and into the vat, whatever, looks horrible. Oh, yeah. It, like, yeah. when she's holding the... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, apparently in the director's cut, there is no... It doesn't bust out of her. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It's just, you know, whatever. She just right. dies. Also, okay, so... And, that... and then they were like, oh, but Terminator already did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it well. Yeah. Come on, guys. Also, I have a question. So Bishop in that scene, he says he's re- he's a real person, right? Yeah. But when the guy hits him over the head, um, and if you look at his picture, it looks like his ear is off his face. Okay. 
Um, but you don't see any indication of blood, but you also don't see any of the white goopy stuff either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, was he like a real person or was he like an android? I'm, I'm confused as to, were they trying to deceive him? Like, you know, like in, in Terminator, for example, where they send back in, um, the T-100 looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger to throw him off T- and whatever to kill him. Like, were they sending a bishop to, like, throw her off, you know, to get that, like, sentimental mm. whatever? Because, th- like, this, the way the scene is set up, it seems like she's being duped by him. Yeah. And then when he gets hit in the head, because there's no blood or anything, I didn't notice any blood, at least, or the angles that they used, it didn't look like there was any blood. But it did look like his ear was detached from his face. Yeah, I don't know. Was he real or was he an android? Good that was my other thing. All right. That's, uh, yeah, that's at that point, I don't. But it also does. That point, I, I'm kind of checked out, right? Like that's true. It's matter. it's garbage. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So on to Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Um, I fully remember absolutely hating this movie when okay. I first saw it. But I must admit, after watching Alien Three, it was better than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, I kind of like, it's one of those turn your brain off action movies. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's no real quality, quality to it, but like, you know, stuff blows up. There's some shooting, there's some one-liners, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, like I, I really enjoyed, I, I had not seen Alien Resurrection before. Mm. Uh, I'd seen scenes from it, uh, as I, I realized as I, I went through, but I hadn't seen it beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, um, uh leah would say that like the first two are films yes and then and the third one is trying to be something uh but the fourth one kind of knows what it is yeah and which is is just like a popcorn movie and once you realize that uh then like ron perlman starts like you know <laughs> growling around and being like so arch and you're like oh He's all surly and oh stuff. this is the kind of movie we're doing okay cool yeah. like and and after i settled into that i i really liked it um the uh the other thing that really tipped me off is the um one of the scientists not the one that is accompanying them through most of the movie but uh um the one who's all zipped up in the alien He's goo at the end dude. Yeah, yeah. uh that is uh the voice of chucky Yes. <laughs> from the, yep. all the Chucky movies, mm-hmm. and so, but he's a guy who always plays a creepy dude in anything that he but, does. But that's what's great. But like, he's not—he's not somebody you put in a movie that you're trying to be like have a serious film about, right? Like, he's—he's <laughs> he's somebody you put in where you're like, I want that amount of camp, and yeah. like, it's—it's it's a. I nice... need people to chew up some scenery, yeah, and just be a little ridiculous, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I would say, you know, the this is. The same year, similar year to Batman and Robin, like I think so actually. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it uh, that I felt like I mean, obviously, people really didn't like it at the time, and it is it the same year as Batman didn't, and Robin. It didn't yeah, make a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, relative to its uh, Wikipedia. I think says sixty to seventy-five million mm-hmm. budget, but uh, I enjoyed it for what it was, but. If you're going in there expecting like alien, mm. you know, and like some, it has, but I think it has um a proper amount of alien esque moments to it. 
Yeah. You know, like you, you, you still get that, like you get a couple of jump scares, you get a couple of, you know, you know, drippy mouth bits and people putting their hand in goo when they shouldn't and, and all that kind of nonsense. And it also shows how smart the aliens are as well, especially, you know, that yeah. same doctor trying to torture them. And they're like, they learn real quickly. Yep. They're like, this is not going to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, him, like, uh, the two of them, like, the, him eyeing the aliens through the glass mm. and, like, kissing the glass and, like, ah. Uh, it's just. it's uh, That's, like, again, it's, it's stuff that is in all of the movies, that kind of weird, creepy parental sexual thing yeah. stuff mm. but then they're just like no let's just up this a little yeah bit. like like we're just wearing it on our sleeve like th- like everybody knows what we're doing here <laughs> like, let's just do it <laughs> why do we have to be all arty about it oh <laughs> uh, i mean but they they did try to do some really artsy stuff in here they really did like especially like um uh, like that scene, for example, they do try to get that like that mirror balance and movement and shine yeah. off the head, and they do like the back and forth between the faces, and and then of course like him pontificating at the end when he's all wrapped up and look at the baby, look at the sweet baby, and you're just yeah. like, what are you saying? Stop <laughs> it! Like it's it's just ugh. It's, so and the, there's also like the scenes with um like Ripley during her like rebirth, you know, when they like throw her in the cage. And and she's for some reason like a weird sheath plastic thing that she's got to break out of like she's yep. coming out of the womb or whatever oh, yeah. and i'm like you're 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 on the button you're like you're pushing you're pushing that yeah. button like crazy you're like we're gonna be as obvious as possible here you yeah. go yeah, yeah and it's like is that necessary though is it i i see yeah and that <laughs> I, and maybe it's just because i was watched i watched all four of them like in in very rapid sequence yeah uh but i was like <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of what I want right now. I want <laughs> I, I want Ron Perlman to like lie backwards on a ladder and shoot <laughs> <laughs> like aliens. I want uh you, you know uh Warwick from CSI uh, to oh, like yeah. oh, you geez. know lead everybody through some tunnels. And, yeah, and like yeah. have you know taxi driver <laughs> pop out guns and like. I love the fact that, but the thing is, is that whole scene annoys me. As soon as he gets a little acid on his face, he's like, I'm not pretty anymore. I've got to kill myself. And yeah. because there was no reason for him to kill himself. Like, the alien is dead. Sure, staying on his foot, but he could have just shook his foot. It would have fallen no. off. But he's like, no, I'm going to unbuckle and die because I ain't pretty no more. The, in the in the uh, extended cut, there's, yeah. there's like dozens of scenes of him just admiring himself in the mirror. He's very vain. <laughs> very it's, it really, really dives into that character aspect. I believe it. I believe that so much. It's oh, ridiculous. Uh, no, but it's like, that movie is just so, uh, it's so ridiculous that I kind of love it. Because yep. even like the, um, the colonel guy, the guy that's in charge. Yeah, okay. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so much. He is so known for, like, chewing up scenery and just being kind of, like, this outlandish version of, like, this, like, his characters. Yeah. Uh, And I thought, I thought he was great. Like, like, especially the scene where, um, you know, where they're evacuating a ship and the Marines are, like, they're going into the escape pod and that one alien gets into one and he throws the grenade and he's, like, giving a salute. Yeah. And that's when he dies. Yes. And, you know, he's just like, I gotta check. Am I really dead? And he's like, yeah, there's my brain. You know? (laughs) Oh, 
yeah. Just, <laughs> he's just he's got the wild eyes yes. the whole movie. The he's whole just, time. But the uh, thing the thing that I like about him is that he is actually a colonel who is being cautious. Like he's like, no, I'm not messing around with these things. You need to make sure this like I know I'm doing something sketchy. Mm. We're not in regulated space. But and and you know I got it got bodies take you know from these like uh these um these pot like space pirates or whatever sure but we got to make sure these things don't escape we're gonna do our job everything's gonna gonna go right and now you've ruined it because you wanted to be I'm the guy in charge let's yeah. teach them a lesson well but they would have broken it out anyway yeah like, yeah they would have like, figured it out yeah. they, the fact that they didn't have acid proof uh. Like Which makes no sense because exactly. they, that's one of the things that they know about the aliens <laughs> is that they have acid blood. Mm-hmm. You have to make like, and the thing is, it's it's not even that. Um, it wasn't even like the acid blood was like redu- like slowed down or anything. No, it went through like twelve decks when they looked through yeah. the hole. So it was just like it went through everything. Yeah, like yeah. you guys aren't even trying. Yep. You're not even trying. Like the alien could have instead of killing that one alien, they could have just like cut its finger and been like Mm-mm. Absolutely. None. Yeah. None. And it would have cut through everything. It would have been just fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, the 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 colonel or whatever rank he was. Yeah. Uh he was my first sign that I was like, "Oh, this guy is acting in a different movie." Like, <laughs> he, he, he is like he's a totally different thing like yeah. movie. Uh there's a scene where um like he's in bed when the alarms go off, mm-hmm. and he just gets up and he has the hairiest shoulders in the world. <laughs> it's great. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like you're you're on a different level right he, now. He's like some kind of weird terrier eyes where he's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so great. Um, so I had to look it up. Uh, this movie was directed by uh, Jean Pierre Genet. I think yeah, is the same guy who directed Amelie. Yes. Which was his next, very next movie. Okay, so I'm going to admit something. What's that? I have never watched all of Amelie. Okay. I have tried to watch that movie three times. It is so pretentious that I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. But that's why it's, it's like, it's like, it's twee and pretentious and, and, and all of that stuff and then so to to watch this and know it's by the same guy where it's just like yeah it, it feels like the like directorial equivalent of like wearing big rubber boots and just sloshing through like flowers pu- no puddles like <laughs> just just kicking up the water being like you know yeah. having, a, having a grand old time like, <laughs> like really simple pleasures no but it's, he's like so one of the other movies he directed was a movie called delicatessen Um, which has, um, so the guy in the wheelchair, what's his name? Really? Why is this? Oh, here it is. Um, uh, Dominique Pinon. I don't know what his name is. Um, but so the director did another movie called Delicatessen and it's a, it's a, it's an old French movie where, um, it's a, like, it's a delicatessen where Mm -hmm. they're killing people and serving them is pretty much. Oh, nice. Um, and it's a very strange, very uncomfortable, very weird French movie, you mm-hmm. know? And I remember, I haven't seen it in probably 15 years or so. Um, and I remember loving that movie. Like, I remember full on just thinking that movie is, really? is like, it's like the proper quirk level. It's creepy and kind of gory at the same time. And it's got that, like... 
it has the same kind of visual feel as it's that kind of like dark sort of like um not colorless but like muted okay color feel to it you know and it's just like this group of people if i remember correctly it's like a group of people figuring like figuring out what this delicatessen is doing and and all that kind of stuff um like i said i haven't seen it in a while and i just thought it was fantastic and when i realized it was the same director i'm like i understand certain scenes and certain setups in the film like i get the color palette and i get why um like certain scenes are done in certain ways but at the same time i'm just like why couldn't you be like good like this and bring it over here like bring that like i think this is a movie that could have handled that little bit of quirkiness to it right you know like that quirkiness was brought like that scene where where call is trying to get out of that room with the two guys and they're like drinking and she she just randomly pulls out like she's got the boxing gloves and she's trying to yeah. take the drink like that's that's totally this director okay and like i'm like oh that explains this whole scene it wasn't just like a random thing like that's his style right i get it now um and it's like you needed a little bit more of that in it mm-hmm. and i think it would have worked a little bit better because the movie does like with you know it falls apart it does fall apart what can i say yeah that's all i was getting at that yeah, yeah 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 you get the fleshy alien at the end oh god that fleshy alien that fleshy okay so the gift ripley gave the alien queen oh okay no hold on i no, i'm gonna start before that first of all when you clone people you don't clone their parasites parasites don't magically appear okay? unless because they took the blood from the the planet yeah and if it was already changing her dna like, if it wasn't just using her as a host, but actively changing her DNA, yeah. that DNA would have been altered when they, from what they... Like, yeah, but that's, but that's what makes her previous clones make sense, you know? The clones that were, like, part alien, part human, oh. and kind of weird where they... Okay, that part was super creepy when they, they yeah. found the different aliens. Okay, that's fine. But, like, also, that part makes crazy sense. crazy thing at the end where uh, uh, Ron Perlman is just like... Well, it was a waste of ammo. I don't get what the big deal was. <laughs> like, must have been a chick thing. I was like, that, that was so not necessary. I know, but it yeah. was. It was like, oh, it's perfect it's like, for the camera. Here, lampshade. <laughs> you know, like the this is this is what alien is about. Everybody, yeah, pay attention. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But like, so, but that's but what you're saying. Her blood was already changing to the alien. So her cl- other clones. That makes sense. But for them to clone a human being with their blood being different, fine. But then there's an alien growing inside of her doesn't make any sense. Spliced in frog DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the answers. Uh, it's weird. And so, and that, that really, because I think that's one of the things that bothered me about this movie is Instead of like with the earlier movies, like Alien and Aliens, where mm. they don't try to overexplain anything, no hand holding, oh, yeah. they try to put a little too much explanation, which led to that doesn't make any sense, you know? Oh no, there, there's a lot wrong with this movie. Like yeah. I'm, I'm super positive on it because it was just like goofy fun, mm. but like, um, 
that that is a, is a major thing like uh, the explanation is a uh, major thing the whole logistics of the cloning and the birth of the alien is somehow both over explained and doesn't make sense like they spend a lot of time explaining it but their explanation doesn't make sense so they should yeah, have so, done neither so my thing is is that so you have the queen so fine you cloned her you took a queen out of her fine mm -hmm. she's popping out eggs obviously mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden she magically has a human reproductive system mm -hmm. to give birth mm -hmm. who impregnated her if it's a human reproductive system a and b what there, like it's what <laughs> like it just it doesn't make there's sense. at least one shot where it looks like ripley like after she slides into the coil of aliens yeah there is definitely some bedroom eyes to a black <laughs> slick something or other yeah it is definitely ripley's baby or, oh jeez. yeah so wait, so does the, so? Oh, you know what it might be. So there's that phenomenon or whatever. Uh, not, I'm not gonna call it phenomenon. Thing that is possible to happen where, like, if a pregnant woman has sex and she has a female baby, then there's a possibility. If the oh god, this like sounds dirty. Um, but like the where baby could get pregnant or whatever. Spend time on <laughs> also, how does that fetuses don't have functioning? I don't know. I I read about it at some point in time. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I alien. learned. Okay, so my problem weird is weird alien universe fanfic that you're mixing up with reality. It's totally. <laughs> you know what? It's totally possible. Let's let that be. That is completely possible. I have no idea. But like, it just doesn't make any sense if, especially you've got this like weird doctor held like strapped into like a thing. For like food for the alien queen, yeah, and then Have it's you... pontificating about how ooh you've given it a gift, a human reproductive system. But I'm like, if you have a human reproductive system, somebody has to impregnate the alien. Yep. Who is that? This is my like. Did they siphon some material? I'm doing lots of air quotes. Um, from like the doctor or something. Like I don't what. Like, cause they sounds like you wanted a more shape of water esque explanation oh about the mechanics. <sighs> okay, I'm, so, I'm gonna think... say this right now: Shape of Water is a bad movie. You're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's so many good things in that movie that, and I wanted to really like it, but at the end of the movie, I was just like, "That's stupid." <laughs> that's all I thought. Okay, it's because. You don't, you don't have, you know, that romantic spark. Oh, come oh, that's <laughs> mean, sir. That is mean. Uh, so, back to uh, Xenomorph fucking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, no, the, the, like, the whole thing is gross and weird. Yeah. Uh, but, the, like, it's that like pink thing that comes out of it the effect mm. was really it's not even awkward. pink it's like this weird pale white yeah. beigey yeah it's got a, the nose the the little like nose yeah the flap. little thing that, yeah yeah I it's gross know. um but it getting sucked out of a tiny hole in the 
class. Oh, that's so it's brutal. Brutal. That is a no. brutal way to die. <laughs> so if you're talking about terrible effects, yeah, the fact that it like I mean, watching it, I was like, holy shit, that's terrible. And the fact that they keeps occasionally flashing like human eyes with mm. the human empathy, I was like, wow, they did that really well. But then like the CGI skull. That's like the last thing before it gets, gets pulled through. Out. You're just yeah. like, oh my god! Why are you terrible. ruining this? Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, there, yeah. Th- that's the thing, though. It's like there's so much wrong with this movie, but I still like it better it's than three. It's a delightful mess. <laughs> it's a delight. Yeah. Yes, I will accept. Yeah. I will accept that description yeah, for yeah. sure. Delightful mess. Yeah. Because even the whole Winona Ryder thing, where out of nowhere she's a super empathetic android who was a what do they call her? Um, Second gen? No, they called her something specific because she's actually an android built by other androids to be more human or whatever. And she's one of the few people that like... Right. Because Stefano called her a very specific name. She's like, I never thought I'd ever meet one. Oh Mm -hmm. my God, blah, 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 blah. He's played by the same guy who does Tuco in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He also plays a Marine in um, The Rock who gets killed. It's fine. Oh, nice. Yes. As soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, that's that guy from The Rock. I did not think about Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. Nice. But wasn't he also in um, Not Clear and Present Danger, the other one? I'm pretty sure it was him. Entirely possible. Uh, I probably wouldn't know. But, okay. Uh, no, but um, one thing that I really disliked about the movie um well it's not even that i disliked it i was just it like, is clear presentation Sorry. Ah, nice yes okay <laughs> uh is that um like ripley is totally unsympathetic at any point except during the for, to me at least torching the uh the cloning lab that was the one time when she was like a human character that i cared about mm-hmm. e- like every other time i was just like okay she's a weird like Frankenstein monster now and that's fine but I don't actually I'm not concerned whether she gets away or not mm-hmm. like she is a different thing yeah, now you didn't, and you... she's acting like semi-animalistic in the first act and then like the second act is kind of all over the place where she's a human sometimes and mm-hmm. like a, a like generic Amazon like m- movie like tough tough lady yeah tough chick uh stereotype in other times and then whatever the hell happens in the third act Mm -hmm. um but like i was just like i'm not really interested in this character anymore which is yeah she's she's uninteresting she doesn't really like you said she doesn't really do anything she doesn't really evolve she doesn't really change and she's i mean one of the things they say about her in the movie is that um she's functions at a completely adult level And she doesn't seem to. She seems to have her memories as an adult. And she seems to have some attitudes as an adult. But she seems to have a mental capacity of a small child, Mm. personally. Like, especially, like, the the weird basketball scene with Ron Perlman. Yeah. Where he's, like, kind of hitting on her and she's enjoying it. But she's, like... Uh, you're like all of a sudden he's too much in her space and she retaliates or this is my ball you can't have my ball I'm playing with this ball you know like yeah it's that kind of like weird what are you doing exactly or the the hyper um the hyperactive like mood change like mm. that scene for example with the clones and all that kind of stuff she loses it but five seconds later she's 
cool as a cucumber yeah or um like the scene where you know her baby quote unquote is giving is is birthed and then all of a sudden she's freaked out by it and she like runs and scampers away like a small child like it's that weird kind of juxtaposition that's odd mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a lot of like i find there's um because this movie obviously doesn't take itself as seriously as number three it's a lot easier to take yeah. But there's still so many problems with it. Like Absolutely. so many problems with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think also think the acting in general is better, even though there's a lot of people that are not used as much as they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um I really feel sorry for the the other girl that from the ship that dies. Oh yeah. Because remember when they're swimming through the thing and she's like frantic she's A, her boyfriend just died, who was the captain or whatever. She's distraught about that. And then five seconds later, she's got like three guns strapped to her and aliens are coming after her. She gets trapped up in it and she's like, that yeah. scene is just so frantic and claustrophobic. And like when they grab her and she's just screaming, I was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, they spend way too much time underwater, but that's fine. They do spend <laughs> way too much time underwater. But like, it's, it's what, it was like 90 feet or something like that. Yeah. And they're, they've been swimming for like 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah. how are you holding your breath that long? Yeah. It's crazy. And I also, one of the other things that bothered me about this is it takes place 200 years later. Yeah. And the ship, and so our technology didn't evolve within 200 years. It looks still... I don't know, the computers are pretty good. The Bible you can plug into now. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But this yeah. time it's father, not mother. Okay. Yeah. I, I noted that down as something that only came up in the third act. Mm-hmm. That the computer's name was Father? No, the the Father thing starts right at the beginning. Okay, okay, yeah. good. Then I just missed it because I was mm-hmm. like, that is a dumb thing to drop. But in. that's the thing they don't they don't bring it up much. Like, because no. right at the beginning of the movie, when you get you are first introduced to the ship and they're cutting, they say Father, and you know it's a computer system. Gotcha. Blah blah blah. Um, but then, yeah, it doesn't come back until like an hour and a half later. Yeah, and it's like Father, do this, and you're just like, what? Yeah, you know. So it's just unused. Um, but so they've advanced to the point where you can just shout the computer at the computer from anywhere. Oh so yeah, like Star Trek instead of like going into the 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 room with the <laughs> the little blinky lights yes. and sitting down in the rotator. Wait, chair. no, don't you have to like put in a code, pull out like a hard drive yeah. thing, then put it in, yeah. and then go into the other thing? Yeah. Yes, it was a, it was a whole sequence. Exactly. Um, they've also gotten over smoking apparently. Uh, that's one thing right. I re- I noticed heavily in the first two movies. Like, there's a lot of smoking in those two movies. Yeah, especially, like, when you think, like, they're in space. Oxygen's got to be at some kind of premium. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, as soon as they get out of there, they're like, I'm just yeah. lighting up. Like, we're gonna, uh, we're just going to smoke like chimneys. And like, right. Really? Like, I think it really works in the first one because mm-hmm. it, it adds to the, or, like, grimy, working, like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah. we're just freaking smoking we just do have a job to do yeah uh, in the like, second le- one it doesn't really work though yeah especially with the uh, um sergeant apone he's got like his big cigar all the time oh i like, like that what are you doing no i I'd see, like I, I think that that was more just like we have these, all these army tropes so like you throw know, all of the army tropes in well yeah i mean they're 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 supposed to be like vietnam style marines and mm. so like they got the like the classic thing where Vietnam soldiers always had their their like pack of smokes and the netting and their helmet and oh, stuff that's like that. True. So, yeah, 
Like, yeah, You're smoke okay them if that. you got them. Like, yeah, like <laughs> if, if it it felt in genre for mm-hmm. them all to all to be smoking in two. Uh, but again, yeah. all I was thinking is like, I mean. I'm assuming in space you're in a pressure pressurized, oxygen rich environment. Clearly, That's they were not dangerous, right? The, the, the first time they set off a flamethrower, <laughs> I think they worry a lot more than a. They didn't, they didn't than set up a flamethrower on the ship. They set up the flame. They do in the first movie. Oh my god, they do. Yeah. That's right. But they're, again, they're also smoking the yeah, whole yeah, time. Yeah, no, so, so it's not an oxygen rich Yeah. So I'm saying it's like a cigarette <laughs> is like not very much, but when you're like firing off flamethrowers, <laughs> you're like. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yeah. Oh. Man. And, uh, oh, and the other, the last thing for this movie is. Sure. So they have the military vessel, the USS Auriga, Auriga, crash into the earth yep. at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was Africa, if I remember correctly. And it when it blew up, that explosion oh, it was took a full on nuke. It was yeah. it, it was a full it took it took half of Africa. Like it blew up half of Africa. So they were trying to save everybody. They killed a whole lot of people down there, right? I, I choose to believe the explosion was high in the ionosphere. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so at worst, they've got like a golden eye type situation mm. where there's like an EMP blast. Yeah. But uh, but everybody lives just fine. Um, well, I mean, probably there's like terror in cities as power <laughs> systems fail. But like, you know. Everything's all right. I it's better than a queen of half alien, half human hybrids landing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I suppose. I mean, you do have a woman who has who's half alien, half human landing on the planet. Yeah, it's not a great, great thing. No, especially presumably she is a source of blood for additional clones of her. That is very true. Which. Again, we don't know what the cloning mechanics are, but would new clones of her have the alien queen inside of her? We don't know. There, it's, it's not. There, there's to not enough information to be able to tell. That yeah. is for sure. Um, but at least we know um, at this point in time, Wayland is not in charge. It is just the government. So that's better. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not so much. That's I don't weird. Know. Yeah. Um, it, it is weird to, the flip flopping between like what the boogeyman is, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, in the eighties, it's the big evil corporation, and then in the nineties, it's like oh, it's big government, yeah. Like and then you know where like this this actually makes like the jump from the two, yeah, yeah, because you know seventies, it's seventies and eighties is a big corporation. They're like oh, by the way, now it's the military government, right. what up? Yeah. yeah, and then like not that they're any good or whatever but like in the the new ones it's like like steve jobs or or like like billionaire style like tech genius mm-hmm. which is the new who's, who's, the, who's the google guy i think i think it is wayland isn't it in one of them in one of the two either prometheus or mm-hmm. uh, covenant like it's the guy no, in the in in Prometheus, it is Wayland who's yeah, on the exactly. ship and with his daughter. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he's like a you know tech billionaire who's like trying to mm-hmm. 
privately fund. And he also wants to live forever. That was the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the one of the points of him taking this trip. Because mm-hmm. um, he believes it's going to prolong his life. Yeah. Um, Which, thanks to relativity, it would. But I don't think they have that in the alien universe. Yeah, but isn't the... Like, I don't know what year that takes place. But isn't the singularity supposed to happen in, like, 2040? So that he could have uploaded himself into a computer anyways and become, a, like, whatever. An entity. They needed more shots of Michael Fassbender. <laughs> he did play a really creepy like he did a proper job yeah, as the, the but, android. But he just kept like anyway. <laughs> I, Prometheus, it's like he's programmed every twenty minutes to advance the plot. Like yeah. it's just a bunch of people doing nothing. And then every twenty minutes he just like, well, it's time to pull another switch. Oh. Or whatever. Anyway. Not a good movie. Uh, yeah, there's uh, it's more than that. It makes it not a good. Uh, there's yeah. so much wrong with both those movies. Anyways, yeah. whatever. It it goes back to my uh, theory about stupid smart people, which really frustrates me. Well, to to me, one of the the main problems with it, like I mean, the filmmaking is a whole other thing. But mm. um, Alien to me is great because it's got a a, a fully realized world. It's a, a simple but gripping story that's told well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it is like very clear about like it's kind of underlying metaphors of what it's trying to say. And they're not super complicated or, or anything like that. Um, it's, it's this like terror and horror of, of this thing. And the more any series, but especially this series, gets up its own canon mm-hmm. about just like oh we gotta expand the universe i want to find out more about this i want to find out more it's like it gets away from the core of what made the story good and it's just like oh well there's an evil corporation well now it's an evil you know government and mm. probably there's some comic book or novelization or like something talking about the intervening years and how the politics changed and mm-hmm. oh my god who cares yeah right yeah. like it's it's about the characters and how they relate to each other and that is so on the surface in the first movie and mm-hmm. then as they try to fill in more of the universe as the movies go along the characters become less important and their their like underlying interactions where we sympathize with them because we understand what they're going through disappears because they they well, get like, into and, a world further from our own. Yeah, well, I think that's why the second one actually works, where they they build on the world without trying to really integrate new mythology into it, except for the fact that there's a queen. Like they don't try to like tell you about this scientific part of it. They don't mm-hmm. try to tell you about like like you you finally meet the company, but they don't try to tell you anything about the company. Right. They don't try to tell you about where they found the alien. They don't try to tell you how to they don't really tell you anything. All they do is put the same person in a different situation with the same alien, right? With some new people. Yeah. They don't try to expand on the mythology. Whereas like in 3 and 4 they sort of try to expand on the mythology of it. And you're just like, none of this is necessary. Just do it. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to say about it. I was really shocked. It's Joss Whedon wrote yeah, the fourth movie. Though it's, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which kind of like blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? Like, it, I was, what? Writer of the <laughs> Avengers wrote yeah. this? Um, no, I, 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 
but I, was... I don't I don't know a ton about it, but yeah, yeah, apparently it was hacked to hell, and like he still retained his writer's credit, but mm-hmm. like it, he he is as if I'm remembering my internet googling correctly, um, <laughs> uh, the the he's like basically disowned the script and stuff like that. Like he was like, yeah, I had some ideas, but like. Mm-hmm. They, they, but this would also be one of his like earlier things as well. Like, I mean, yeah, I know well, it would have been right before Buffy or like yeah. right around when Buffy was starting up, starting, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I understand it, but at the same time, I, I was still like, it doesn't feel like him at all. And I'm glad you looked it up saying that it was hacked to hell and everything like that. So, that that also explains certain parts of it, but it also explains some of the humor that's in the movie as well, absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think overall, the Aliens movies are a classic for a reason, mm-hmm. still. I mean, you can skip three. <laughs> I mean, you can watch four if you feel like it, but you should definitely watch one and two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would um, like, four is fun, but there are movies I would watch instead of it. Unless, yes. Unless you're, you're interested in more Alien-specific stuff, right? Exactly. Like, um Personally, I'd watch Alien vs. Predator over Alien 4. Yeah. Yes. Don't watch Requiem. Requiem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, I think they're still great. Oh, yeah. I think they've aged pretty well. Alien, I'm, I put it on. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Bad effects uh, or whatever, like, it's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get over those bad effects really quickly, though. Yeah, because, because everybody's acting like it and and at this point we're we're kind of past the point where like movies if movies today have even like slight flaws and effects like it's a it's really noticeable but back then like there's just a lot more i i at least have a, have a lot more patience for crummier effects because they were they were doing practical effects with what they had they mm-hmm. couldn't just slap some cgi on no, but even like but 90 percent of the effects in there are still great oh fantastic yeah, yeah. absolutely the, yeah. the ship looks amazing both the outside shots the inside shots mm-hmm. the, the um that first reveal of uh i think he's called the navigator or they, there's some name for him but he's just the guy sitting in the chair oh yes oh that scene is oh that's amazing it's so yes. co- like it's so incredible mm-hmm. like that whole sequence like I could watch the movie probably like well, hundred and more times and still be but in that awe of it. scene in general, like when they go into the alien ship and they're in this like cavernous, huge cavernous space, it feels like you're in that space. It doesn't feel like it's a sound studio and like part of it's painted or whatever. Yeah, it looks and it still feels like you're in this cavernous right. space. But you know it's gonna I mean? be a painting, right, or something. Part of it has the, to the, be the external shots, at least. Yeah, like, yeah. That part of it has yeah. to be. I mean, because you're you'll be building like thirty feet foot walls on yeah. each side, and and you're building the the navigator is what he was massive. Like they stood behind beside him, and they looked like mice. Like it was yeah huge, you know. Mm. So they must have done something, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I find those first two movies in general aged really quick, like really well. Yeah. Um, the second two movies, mm, not yeah. so much. Well, it's because the storytelling is good. The characters are good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's great that the effects uh, are good and they, they convey it, but also it's like the characters selling mm-hmm. what they're seeing. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, you have some people who are like interacting with some 
somebody covered in ping pong balls and it's like not yeah and they, 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 they're not selling it as well and that's not to say like you know i love modern cgi and stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great too I, I love seeing things that could never have been realized before right now and mm-hmm. it's great but uh it's just going back and like watching this and it's just it's just seven people in a spaceship with a terrifying monster yeah. with acid blood with that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll leave it there because, I mean, what else can we say, really, without just talking about the movies beginning to end? Yeah. You know? Um, so, I, I guess I guess that's it for this episode. I mean, unless you have anything else to say? No. No? Uh, I... Think you I mean, it? I, I do, but, like, I don't, and that's fine. Okay. But, like, I, I could talk... About different, just narrow aspects of the first film. Yeah. For probably a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but that's that's fine. This is great. <laughs> we had a chat about four crazy movies mm-hmm. and this bizarre latex-covered creature that joins them all together. Yes, and that last that spans what two hundred and sixty years approximately. So you know, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming to do this again. Um, hopefully we'll be you'll be back for some other sci-fi classics. Let's call them. Um, well, no, I guess I'll have Sean for the not quality ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's plenty of sci-fi. I feel there's tons yeah. of sci-fi. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. You can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. Next time, I'm going to be trying something a little different to celebrate the holiday season. I'm sitting with a whole course of people to talk about Home Alone, Bad Santa, and all things that make the season bright. Hope you'll be here to listen. I'll be there, too. (laughs) 